to play certain people like Obi needs to get more minutes. I mean, everybody's beating this drum, man. But Obi yeah. needs to play more minutes. I, I mean, I make jokes, but we should be standing there on the sidelines because I could play Evan Fournier for 11 minutes and watch him not score points and play terrible perimeter defense. I could play Julius Randle no, you 30 minutes a game and watch him turn the ball over and take bad shots and shoot 20% from three and not oh, rebound. Oh, you're saying you can coach the team out. just as bad as Thibodeau is? You, anybody. My daughter could coach this team oh. and just tell it. Listen, man, listen. I'm I trying to. on her junior high team yet? Trying to be very calm about this thing right now. She on her <laughs> no, believe no, no, we don't I need you to be calm. We need I will not be watch a game and I'm standing by that. I will not watch the Knicks. I want to follow the Knicks until Tibbs is gone or Randall is gone or, T or Randall is benched or traded or Fournier. Mm. But this bad basketball, yeah, it is inexcusable how Obi Toppin is obviously better than this man. And he doesn't get into the game until four minutes into the third quarter? What, is, what are we doing, man? Yeah, that sucks. He's closing what out the game, doing? though, right? He came in to close out the game, basically. Four, Doesn't matter. He needs to be in the beginning. Minutes no, no, no. But I'm, I'm just asking. He came in with four or five minutes to go in the fourth. Ace, Ace. They got outscored 32 to 10 in the third. So in when the Obi's third, in the man. game, hold on. Can I ask a question? God damn. When of Obi's in the game, can. their defense is obviously better. <sighs> the defense of the whole perimeter defense is terrible. When Obi's not a defensive player. But so then how so then how is putting him in the game help the defense? No, no, it's not so much about helping the defense. You have a player that's not productive and he's not giving effort. And you have a player when Obi first came in when he got burned in the second, I think the second quarter, he yeah. was very productive. He came in, he hit like two threes. I think he was two for three or two okay. for four. Um okay. he had a quick he had a couple of quick bunnies. He was very productive, but he comes in too yeah. late. And he gets taken out way too early. All for this loyalty to a player who is not benefiting the team. And I don't understand the reason. Because no one will say why he's playing this man. Despite the obvious. And it drives me and every Knicks fan I know the only, insane. Yep. Can I? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my argument. I didn't see the game. The only thing that Tibbs values really greatly is defense. He doesn't value offense, and he values people he knows and trusts, which is why he gave D Rose a chance last year to get his career right. Malik, honestly, did you see Knicks, that game? Hold on, let me finish. Yeah. The Knicks didn't have a point guard, so if you told me you were starting Derrick Rose over Kemba Walker, who's often injured, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I see it." When he said he didn't want to play Kemba anymore because Kemba was a defensive liability, I was like, "Oh, so it's okay if other players are defensive liabilities, just not the point guard." All right, that makes sense, but doesn't make sense. If he's not playing better defense than the starting power forward, then why would he get True. on the floor? Because that's what but he re he's a better rebounder. Than if that's Andrews. what your coach values, that's what you need to get in the game for. If he's a better mm -hmm. rebounder on the defensive end, then he's better on defense than him. That's my point. That's defense. Malik, did, does Randall play any defense last night, Malik? Nobody really played great defense last night except Mitch. But except the reason Mitch. Mitch played great defense, but Randall – well, Tibbs lost that game. Tibbs lost that game. The reason, the reason why, the reason why the Hawks beat the Knicks, why they came back from twenty-one down or twenty-three, 23. down, whatever, whatever 23. that number was. 
Well, they, they were down 23 in the second quarter. Oh my um, God. and then they, they cut it to like 10 by half, and then they take basically took over. The reason why is because he's the Trey Young hit. No, it wasn't not, even that. Uh, Trey Young wasn't even playing most of the second half. He got hit he got, in the face. He got hit in the face. Trey DeBarge. Trey DeBarge got sat so down. DeJounte Murray. No, he got hit in the uh, face. DeJounte Murray killed us. But the reason that the Knicks lost is because Tibbs doesn't know how to – he doesn't know how to adjust. He doesn't know how to adjust his lineups. I mean, they switch, they switch to a 2-3. They switched to a two-three zone, and they Killed forced the them. And they for and the, the offense just completely did not have an answer for it. And Tibbs I gotta didn't have say though, in, in the NBA, that's kind of no, no, no. Don't give me that. Don't, don't, don't give me that bullshit. Do not give me that. Zone, bullshit. zone is for cowards. Don't give me that bullshit. Zone is zone, for cowards. No defense is called. It's called defense. It's called defense yeah. for a reason. Just play whatever defense. Stop it. Don't tell. Don't tell me that zone is for cowards. It's zone zone I don't want to hear bullshit. Zone is zone. Zone is a style of defense that gets. Let me um. Every, let me let you know, go ahead. Basketball and every form of sport across across the across multiple different levels. And Man if you don't up. know how to beat it, if you don't know how to beat it, then we're going to play it against you. And 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 not not for nothing, you're going to see a ton of teams playing zone against the Knicks now. After what we just saw last night, you're going to see me, a bunch of teams that do exactly what the Hawks did because yeah. the Hawks don't have no special no special players on defense except for maybe Capella. They're going to do exactly what the Hawks did. They're going to stop the dribble penetration. They're going to stop Brunson, Brunson's penetration. They're going to stop Quickly's penetration. They're going to force the Knicks to throw the ball around the, around the perimeter and shoot yes. bad shots. Yep. And that's what's going to happen. And 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 Randall's going to take bad shots because that's what he does. And, you know, if the other guys aren't hitting, it's just not – it's not going to – the Knicks are going to find it hard to score. That's it. So okay. let me say the defense part. You got a, a defensive coach in Tibbs. This is yes. why the Knicks are bad defensively. When you have Evan Fournier and Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson hasn't guarded an opposing team's point guard out of any of the games I've watched. He didn't guard Ja. He wasn't guarding Trey Young last night. I didn't, I didn't see the other games, but he's not guarding these guards because he's slow afoot and he's small. They got R.J. Barrett on the so perimeter. Finds, ja. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got R.J. Barrett guarding other teams' point guards. Evan Fournier is slow afoot. The perimeter defense is terrible. Mitch mitigates that because when the ball moves, when you rotate and open man comes open, Mitch can guard the basket. He can deter shots. He's a shot blocker. Mitch gets into foul trouble when he leaves the game. Hartenstein can't do that. He's also slow afoot. He doesn't have a lot of lateral movement. There was a ton of open threes yesterday and every time on the pick and roll when he was isolated Murray was killing him he refuses to let Mitch play with three fouls he refuses to play the other kid 45 I can't think of his name for some reason it always escapes me Same. this yeah. kid yeah he needs to play him he's young I get it but he has lateral movement he can block shots he can at least get out and challenge on some of those but his lineup is so rigid. Randall plays no D. Fournier plays no D. He, what is he doing? He's killing us with his style of play, and it okay. cannot continue, man. And it's just, and that's why that's part of why the, the Knicks are bad on D. Malik is right. The dribble penetration is there sometimes, but when you don't have knockdown shooters because Fournier's not doing it, and that's not RJ's game. They're trying to make RJ and Obi these 3 and D players. Let RJ do what he does. Get to the bucket, slash and burn, 
get in ones, do the mid-range, and if you have a wide-open three, take it. But sitting up in the corner, that's that is not inefficient. That's game. inefficient basketball, and that's not how you want to coach these that's guys. That's cool. You don't need the all Knicks your players to be three and deep. You don't need – you do not need – you do not need all of your players to be three and D players. You all do right. not. Well, RJ's game is mid range, go to the basket. If he has an open look, mm-hmm. I get it. But to set up shop out there and to have every time he's coming down on a break, he's breaking out to the corner. That's I get it. That's how the league is trending, but that's not the only way to win basketball games. Understood. It's really no. That's it's just like in the NFL. Everybody thinks in the NFL, oh, you got to throw for 400 yards. You don't have to do that. You could build your team another way. Everybody's just choosing not to do it. Gotcha. The Giants are proving that true. Years back, the Ravens proved that you didn't have to do that either to win. It's not always a status quo. I talk too long. Somebody else talk. Somebody else go ahead and talk. Somebody else go ahead and talk. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. We got Ace, Malik, and Ant. And up. What up, what up, what up? I was like, I was loving the rain here. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? I'm, I'm loving up, the rain. Man? I'm loving the rain. It's, it's getting me back into basketball a little bit, you know, because the Knicks kind of suck. But I just want to ask y'all guys this question. Did y'all remember back in the days when Tibbs was on the on the, on the Bulls and everybody yeah. in the Knicks, Knicks, Knicks fans wanted this dude as a coach? Uh, this not is not me. really working out. <laughs> it's not really working out anymore. Well, well he, he had successful. Rose. He had Derrick Rose, and he was successful. That, that helps. And the reality of the situation is Tibbs' Tibbs's teams are built. Tibbs is built. Tibbs builds his teams a certain way. He's just not. He's not the type of. And this has been proven over the course of you know his his tenures are everywhere. Basically, he's not the type of coach that's able to adjust against. He he got out coached by Nate McMillan last night. Like literally out coached by Nate McMillan. And then on the floor, DeJounte Murray outplayed the entire roster. This has happened now four straight times. And this is what I was saying when Levon, when, when I was mentioning on the um in the chat, you know, about the whole, you know, this is what the team looks like with and without Donovan Mitchell. I didn't mean it in the sense that we should have Donovan Mitchell. What I meant is what I meant to say was when you when the other team has a player that can that can take over a game, the Knicks don't have not one, the ability to match it on the other side, but two, the ability to defend it. So every loss thus far this year has has featured a player on the other side that's dropped a huge number on us. It, whether it's whether it's Ja, whether it's Giannis, whether it's Donovan Mitchell, and then last night DeJounte Murray, right? It, every time it's not it, I, you, it will not be failed. That? It will not be failed that this will happen. So can that's why to- that's the only reason why I would say that the point of the, 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 the last thing is the, that's the reason why I say that the point of a Tibbs team is to have that one stud guy, a la Jalen Rose, Jimmy Butler, um, Jimmy Butler when he was in Minnesota. Carl mm. Anthony Towns, like those types of players. If you don't have that guy, because the defense, because Tibbs is not going to make the adjustments to stop the other team's thirty-point guy. So it's just, it's, it's just, it's just par for the course. It's just how, Wait, it's really? just how it's so always his been. His plan is to let, is to make, is to make the best players team beat you. No, because well, his, his got roasted by LeBron when he was in Cleveland. His his, his plan his, his plan has always been to defend. No, to, def- to defend his to everybody defend else. Everybody the else, player. the best player gets to cook, and then if you have one on your side that can do the same things, 
then you just feed that, and that's oh, always so he's been playing this like guard. it's 1996. That's always well, that's been his point guard. It was Rose, right? So it was it was always the ball handler. For him, it was always a primary ball handler. It was Rose in Chicago. Got it. Then when he got when he got to Minnesota, he was ran Kat. everything through. He ran everything through Cat and Jimmy. And yeah. then when those dudes, when those dudes decided they don't want to play together, then he was out of the league for a couple of years. And then he got, you know, um, to New York yeah, and basically did the same thing with Randall and basically oh. the thing with Rose. And so In now fairness, he, now got he the made Randall the Knicks confident when he got here. The Knicks are still confident. They're at their base so, level confidence. They just my, can't move I, past that. What I want to say to what Malik said, the Knicks, he did make the Knicks confident because he brought some defense and some structure and they had none. Yeah. Um, it's a star driven league. I I do not think that Dejounte Murray is on it's the same level mystery. as as the same level as Spider Mitchell or Jala Giannis. He's not. I think anybody on any given night can drop thirty mm-hmm. if given the opportunity to do so. And Dejounte Murray proved that he's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's a guy. He's an all star. He's an all star player. But that in the NBA today, an all star player is a guy. I mean, to make the all star <laughs> team. So if that's, that's the case, then we got two guys. We got guys on the all stars. Yeah, we Obviously, do. <laughs> the Knicks are just not playing to their strengths, and they got Randall and Fournier now sucking the lifeblood out of this team. Does it make you feel that, good it, that the Knicks are starting better than Brooklyn and also LA? No. And I mean, when I say LA, I no. mean the entire city of LA. I'm including no, the Clippers no, in it's that not as well. Because I, I have nightmares that the, the Lakers and the Nets are going to end up with the first pick in the drafts. So well, the no, they've been pretty blessed week. when it comes to draft picks. I mean, they no, had no, one I bad year. Kareem got hurt, and they got Magic Johnson. That was pretty miraculous. The Lakers, neither the Lakers nor the Nets can get the first pick in the draft. They've, they've uh, actually the but Lakers. The Nets pick, don't have their first ra- draft. Exactly. Pick the, the, the Lakers, Lakers pick. The Lakers pick belongs to uh, New Orleans, and the Nets pick belongs to Houston. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Those so. two cities have dealt with a lot. They dealt with a lot of losing. So I would like to see. I don't want to see anybody anywhere. I don't care I about do. any one of those teams. I care about the Knicks, but the whole <laughs> it doesn't gonna, matter. Since we're going to get matter. into this a little bit later, we're going to rate the NFL trade week and we're going to grade the trades. I want to see Lakers need to do make make a decision, right? They need to trade Anthony Davis. They're not doing that. I know First they of all, only have nobody about wants like 10 Anthony to 20 Davis like nobody wants Kevin Durant. They need to trade Anthony Davis. You want to win? Cut him loose. Because he's, he's not the made guy. Of glass. Why would no, you no, no, forget Anthony the made of glass Davis. part. I don't care if he plays 75 games this year. Him being your best player is not working. You can say it's roster construction. You can say it's a lot of things. Him being your best guy is not working. On so the Lakers. Him being your best guy is not working. You trade uh-huh. him like the Sixers did with Barkley back in the day. You trade him like Iverson, like they did with Iverson in Philly. You trade him like Denver did with Mello. You trade him like oh, the Bulls did with Jimmy Butler. Mello is go. at his peak. Gotta prime. go. Gotta go. Peak prime. This guy's made of glass. He's been a disappointment. Gotta go. Gotta go. Except the bubble. He is who's in his prime. He's thirty-two years old. Who's going to give them anything for Anthony Davis? A lot of teams. The Knicks would trade half their team for AD. No, as crazy as that sounds, yes, they would. I would. I would, would give I would up. Become a Hawks we would give up happens. one unprotected and three first round picks for Anthony Davis right now. Somebody please there's say something. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of Somebody teams that would give up something. Say something, something about that. We'll there's a lot of teams that would give up something shooter. for Anthony Davis. We'll give you right. give up something. All right, wait, wait, wait. There's a fair number of teams that would give up. There are seven. Teams I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. An unprotected one. Let me. Let me. Yes. Okay. Wait. 
okay, maybe Milwaukee because they win in the championship with or without him. The but Knicks would like do that. that in, the Knicks would Phoenix, do that in a heartbeat. No, if the Knicks traded the Knicks an unprotected one for Davis, but wouldn't do it for Donovan Mitchell and Dejounte Murray, I would be done. I don't think the Knicks would do it. Dejounte Murray what? was never an option for the Knicks. He was never an option for the next. He was never an option for the next. Spider was, but Dante Murray was never an option. I'm not in the front office. Let's hope they kick the tires on that at least. But no, they didn't. And I'm telling you that. I listened to all the stupid shows and podcasts. They did. They didn't actually want them. Because if they They, wanted them, they could have had them. They went out. No, they didn't. Because what they offered for no, because what they offered for Mitchell, they could have got Murray for because Atlanta gave them less. Right, but the 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 market for Murray Murray was Murray was traded before Mitchell, and the market for Murray was a first round pick. They didn't want to give up. They didn't want to. They gave up more. Atlanta gave up a lot to get Murray. A lot. Atlanta gave up more than anybody else was asking for to get Murray. Atlanta overpaid. Atlanta overpaid for Murray in the trade. I can't remember exactly what they gave up, but they gave up a. They gave up a fair amount to get him, and nobody else. Nobody else, including the Knicks, were willing to do. Were willing to go that far, especially Mm -hmm. because, especially because of the fact that you knew that San Antonio had no interest of keeping him because they wanted to tank for Wembenyama. So, you know. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what Anthony might know. They're leading know. their division. The San Antonio Spurs are leading the division. It's a week and a half into the season. I'm not. I don't care about this. It's an 82 game season. It's like it's, it's like it's like paying attention to a to a, to the Yankees and the Mets in April. Like nobody cares about this right now. Nobody like starting the NFL season. Nobody should care about this right now. Exactly. It's yeah, exactly start starting the NFL season two and zero in the middle of in the middle of September. Like nobody cares. I care. Call me, call me when it's call me when call me when you know, we were zero two for five years in a row. I care. Oh, call me when, call me when the NBA. Call me after All Star break. Let me see where you are after All Star break. See you after the trade deadline. See where you see where you stand then after the trade deadline after All Star break. Thirty games by like let's say yeah by by All Star break they're in trouble right because. Basically, he's like, I refuse to lose. I'm gonna take these scrubs that you gave me, and I'm gonna turn them into something greater. He is in who? As in Pop? Pop is Pop Greg, is the greatest in. coach of all time. Popovich. Oh no, Pop is all so. in on this. Pop is all in on this. He's, on this, he's loving this it. I heard. He's all in on this rebuild. He likes. He likes coaching these kids. Not twenty. He likes coaching the kids, and he likes putting you know, um, them in um in situations and seeing how they seeing how they uh you know how they respond. I mean, like look, nothing wrong with Pop. Pop is doing his thing. Gotcha. If 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 they have if they're if they're at 30 wins by you know middle of the season, mm-hmm. then the tanking from Wembenyama it sounds stupid. And then, and then maybe what they do is maybe instead of doing that, maybe they reverse trend and they trade those picks to get un, to get a to bring a uh you know a high level player in. Because then to to your point, Ace, that yeah. means that they have something on their roster that's worth yeah. you know worth seeing where it can go. You know, so I think it, you know, they have the they have the the whole point of the NBA, the whole point of basketball, basketball roster composition in basketball is either you have the players to compete for at the highest level, or you have the assets to make moves to get the players to compete at the highest level. You either yeah. you either in there, you you in one camp or the other, or you're in the middle. And no one can I, can I speak to that too? Yeah. So, I think it's possible to build or for that player not to just be drafted. Like it doesn't have to be LeBron out the gate, AD out the gate, AI out the gate, but you can look at Jimmy bags. You can draft a player low and construct a roster 
smart, cohesive, and compete. I mean, it can't be a bunch of second round picks, but Steph was a seventh round pick. What was Clay? No. Well, what, Steph, what Steph pick Curry was, he? was drafted eighth overall. He was, he was drafted seventh. He was seven. Clay was Clay was Clay was seven. eleven. Clay was eleven. Clay was eleven, and I know Draymond was was lower Draymond than was thirty four. He was so thirty four. He was the that, second pick of the second those, round. You take those players, and even when Steph came into the league, he didn't start right away, but he matriculated. He got better over time, and that Actually, team grew he didn't together. Start right away. He did not start right away. Okay. He no, did he didn't. Not. He didn't. He did not. Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis was a starter. He was not starting right away, but he grew into the role that team grew. It doesn't always have to be Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, get the, the top 10, bring them together. It doesn't always have to be. I mean, the, the, but the how, I think. You mean LeVon, like how the Rams always, did last year? But LeVon, we the Rams in football or we've the discussed Miami this. more common in basketball. We've discussed this, LeVon, in, in multiple, in multiple and And I never said that the how, the how – how you do it is entirely up to your team and your organization and, and, and your, you know, team's ability to either, you know, develop talent, acquire talent, whatever it is. The end result is that you don't win. You don't win in the NBA at a high level for an extended period of time without, you know, a, without, without a modicum of some supreme talent at the very top. There are no teams Detroit that are sitting there was the no Detroit, supreme Detroit, talent the Detroit, on that the team. Detroit, the yes, Detroit Pistons again. No, it wasn't. No supreme talent. And and the Detroit Pistons that was that was eighteen years ago, and it okay. hasn't happened since. So but it hasn't. It's, it's not. It's 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 happened once. It's happened once in our in our respective lifetimes. It's happened once. We're all in our forties. It's happened one time. So to use that as the as the example, to mm. be it, they are the exception, not the rule. The yeah. rule is. You the rule is you build, you get yourself one to two, most mm-hmm. likely two of the top, you know, level talents in the okay. entire league. Hold on, hold on. Okay. build around them, and, and you that's how you win a championship. Coaches, and that's how you win I'm, championships. I'm gonna and say that's how you succeed for an extended period of time. It's and not in just the NFL. You get two on offense, and you get two on yeah. defense. It's it's and not you just go from there. It's I not know just go ahead. Just say it's. it's I was, was the last thing. It's not just you win a chip. Because winning a chip is extremely hard in every league, right? There's 30 teams in the NBA. Anything can happen to prevent you from winning a championship. It's about, to your point, LeVon, sustained success over the course of time. The Knicks are not the Knicks in the 90s without Patrick Ewing and the modicum of players that he, that, that were around him to, uh, to have some sustained success over the course of years. And eventually when Patrick Ewing declined, there was when he was beginning to decline because he was older and whatever – or to make it more relevant to now, there's no Miami Heat without Dwayne Wade for that period of time where they right. dominate the league. You don't do players. it. You don't do it unless you have that 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 type of talent. That's all I'm saying. It's 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 about sustained success. And in order to do that, whether you build it through the draft and you or you develop and you develop, you know, low round picks, or you know, you get you get a bunch of times you get you do like the Philly way and you get the number one pick in the draft for four straight years or whatever the hell they did. Mm. However you do it, it has you have to do it. In order to have a successful team, a successful franchise for an extended period of time, um, I will say, and I'm gonna get a lot of push on this. I said Detroit. That was a while ago, and you, I'm, I'm a reference. You say sustain, but you were the one person sitting over here back in the Rams, and they're all or nothing mentality, and they're paying for it now. You were like they trading all their draft picks, yeah, 
But if they get the one ring, it's worth it. And I said, nah, is, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather sustain success, build through the draft, have young players, no rentals, not all top heavy with stars. And look at the Rams now. And you were saying, well, no, they're not gonna well, feel any regret. But hold on, let me make this other one point. I'm gonna get a lot of pushback. But the Toronto Raptors, they had Kawhi, but they didn't have a lot of top heavy talent, and they won. Mm-hmm. They won, and Kawhi, eh. Kawhi had his moments. Another dude made a glass. I mean, I don't know if he's a, a Hall of Famer. Like made a that. glass. I don't know. Kawhi's made a glass. He's Kawhi's a Hall of Fame talent. I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame player, if he's got the numbers. He's, but he's I don't think he doesn't play. He had that foot injury in San Antonio player. in 2015, and it's been downhill all year since then. He's a Hall of Fame talent. Shout out That's, to Zaja Pachulia for being a if he plays his, if he plays if he plays him more longer his entire career he's a Hall of Fame talent. But go ahead, finish your point. I, I, no, I, that was that was just it. I can say Detroit and I'll say Toronto because I was going through all the teams that won, and then the NBA is top heavy. I agree with sustained success, but a lot of teams sell out to just get that one ring and say they got it. I mean, Giannis only got the one ring; he's not guaranteed to get any more. But that team is going to be good as long as he's there. But he has two MVPs. I mean, but that's him. We're talking team success. We're talking championships. That's what we're talking about trying to Without win Chris, championships. They, they need no, Chris Middleton know. back this year to really contend, but they, at least they're off to a very good start to make the playoffs at a high seed. And it's still early. I don't want. think Boston is going to stay like 500 like this. I don't think they're going to stay this way. They no. might. Um, no, they're not. And, but, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm glad that you brought up – I'm glad that you brought up the, the Rams – one to allow us to segue into you know what what the show is about and our actual picks, but I'm glad you segue you brought to the Rams because the diff <laughs> the difference. But I will say that the difference, obviously, between basketball and football is primarily the fact that a single player in basketball almost can almost change the entire complexion of your team in a way that in football, aside from the quarterback, it's not that it's not it's not always that prevalent. That's one two. And probably more, more issues, more is that the the way that for football organizations and the way that free agency is running football, getting to the Super Bowl as is is probably the hard to me is probably the hardest thing to do outside of you know uh, getting to the World Series back in the '90s when you could only back in the mm-hmm. '90s when you could only like when only three teams made it to the damn playoffs out of a 30, 30 team you know uh, thirty team league thirty two team league like. So to me, when you have the opportunity, when you see the chance to take that leap, to go from being one of those football teams in the pack, because the NFL is built for 500 football. Mm-hmm. It's built for parity. So it's when you see your opportunity and you look at your roster and you go in week nine, oh shit, we're seven and oh, we got a shot. You throw it in, you go all the way in. Because yeah, next year, because next year, that entire yeah. roster could be, could be different. different. Yeah. But it could be next different year, or they could be injured too. Exactly. Yeah. Right next so. year, you could be two and five <laughs> by week nine. So when you have the opportunity to do it, do it. That's why I never, that's why I don't knock the Rams for doing it. I don't knock any team. I don't know. If the Bills wanted to go all in on whoever, like the Bills giving Vaughn Miller all of that money and everything, like they're going all in. Cause they know that they they know that in a couple of years. They're gonna have to give Josh Josh Allen some unseen unseen amount of money, and they're not gonna be able to do what they're doing right now, paying all these people outside of him. So already, you go can tell for the, it. Bill, the Bills is definitely going all in because they went in for Von Miller, they went in for that running back they traded with um what's his name the Colts, 
Yeah, because that, that was the only weak, that was the only weakness on the offense. It was a running back. Now they got a running back in the NFL. If you got a chance to go for it, go for it. Tomorrow is definitely not promised in the NFL. What Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City is doing, with what the Bills have done over the last few years, like that's not the norm. You can pull the Niners too. You go yeah, for it. I agree with that. Straight up. We're gonna grade these trades, right? Because I, I think if you are six and two, seven and zero, you need to shoot your shot because next year it's no telling. My my actual perfect trade was actually quite the one that nobody's going to be really talking about. They're only talking about just for the joke of it, and that's the Calvin Ridley trade. Because the thing is that, yeah, it's not, it might not do nothing for this year, but if you look at how um, Jaguars is actually doing, they slowly build it up little by little. They got their slot guy, you know, what yeah. teams are actually doing. They got their running back in ETN. They got their quarterback, and now they got their number one wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I like what Jags are doing. Jags a dangerous team. They are right there, borderline losing these games close, which means – they're just maybe a game or, or maybe a month, a year away from turning that whole thing around, man. They got a good it? foundation right there. And look, who, what other teams are in their division? What, the Colts is in their division, right? <laughs> Terrible. Colts, Houston. Texans, Houston, yeah. who we're watching right now. but and, it, and the thing is that all those other teams are really trash, and, but we never know what's going to happen. Like Malik said, we never know what's going to happen next year. But you can definitely see just from that trade alone and how – the team is actually structured over the last couple of years. The Jags is definitely going to be the number one team in that in his in that division. I think that's a low key a low key good move out of all the trades that was made. That was a low key one that should pay off. And plus, he was suspended for some. I mean, really, come on, right. it's a lot of things to be suspended. It's, I like, it's a low risk move. Yeah, it's a low risk move. It it you know what they gave up. Then what they give up like a what they give up a draft pick right. Like a, like a low draft pick like, like you're never gonna get there's no way that a player with that talent with the talent of Ridley is going to be available for you you know like Tyree kills just don't fall out of out of you know Tyree kills a fifth round pick that guy does right. not fall out like no you know he was a guy that people missed on and really he was a guy that people missed on because of his height off the field stuff he had his height and he had off the field stuff in college that you know pulled him back but most people had him at a second round pick when they would project him right so like it's a low risk move you gave up like a fifth round pick you get a guy who yes can't play for you right now but he's likely to get you know reinstated and you'll be good to go right so that's to me that's a good it's a good trade i don't think i would even grade it though because there's no net value for either side and at the right end of now. Gotcha. It's there's you know every other trade that we saw I mean, McCaffrey and Hawkinson and Chubb and all these guys like those were all trades to adjust the landscape of the NFL for this season. Some good trades, especially the two you mentioned that Hawkinson trade. Oh my! God. Yeah, that was an awesome trade. I think that's like uh, that might be the that might actually be for for the effect this year. That might have been the number one trade that shocked me because he was balling out. He was that's, doing a, that's, a, that's the number one trade in my mind. The only reason is because. Why? 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 Oh, Malik? Why? The Lions. What is, <laughs> why? Why? What are they doing? Uh, I have my. I have. I have my thoughts on it. A division rival like we, that. I'm I'll wait until we got started. But oh yeah, I, I thought you were gonna wait till we still do shout outs or something like that. Shout out to Lions, somebody. Like right. But but for real, um, the actual real trade to me, I would say is the um the Trump trade. That's gonna make them scary. That defense is gonna um, be scary. Defense was really good. Chubb is was he healthy all year? I'm not he sure. He wasn't healthy last year. He's been healthy this year, though. He's been healthy this year? Yeah. That's, that's think, solid. He wanted to get paid. They traded him because they, they didn't want to pay him. 
And he actually re up his money already. Yeah. They already resigned him. They yeah, that's why they traded him. They didn't want to pay him. They weren't going to franchise him, so they moved him. Um, Miami was going to be what they are, whether they had him or not. I mean, I don't think that was the best trade or the I mean, most that's a cherry on the top of the defense. I mean, I know you're going to feel it because you're a Jet fan, and that's right but, in the division. But the thing is that it's also going to affect another team that's in a division, which is the Bills. Because just think uh, if the Miami actually does move up past the Jets, which could actually happen, and Miami ends up being the one that's end up getting the wild card into the playoffs, they can easily face the Bills. They can easily face the Chiefs. They quite and what else? They quite um Cincinnati if they're in their playoffs as well. That's yeah. a good. That's going to be a good defense right there that can actually get them further into the playoffs. And two has been playing yeah. really really good this year too. Oh, yeah, they had to do something. Buffalo is hands-on favorite to win the division, if not the AFC. Who was that? They still got that draft pick, though, that kid that they drafted some years ago. I can't remember what school he played for. He got, like, a common name, though. Malik, what's this guy on Miami's Ooh. defensive line? Um, Phillips. Something Phillips. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Phillips. Is the... Malik on? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here, I'm here. Jalen Phillips, he's on the team, right? He's in. He plays DN for them, right? I think so. Let me see. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Jalen Phillips, they drafted him. I can't. I think it was the Andrew Thomas year, same time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he's doing. You don't really need two bookends if you got one. So I'm guessing he's not overwhelming, or he might be underwhelming. That's why they felt they had to make the move for Chubb, but. I thought the Miami defense was already pretty good. I thought if they could have gotten any better, if they wanted to really DE, they could have went in the secondary somewhere. Oh, um, Jalen Phillips. Yeah, you're right. Jalen Phillips. Yeah, Jalen Phillips. I remember Miami. He was out of Miami. Yeah. Defensive end out of Miami. I just don't know. I haven't been following him since the draft, so I don't know how good he is. I mean, the Chubb move is good. I don't know how many got. Yeah, you might know how many sacks he's got so far this year, but Denver – Denver was in a cell mode because I guess, I mean, they're still Jalen in it. Phillips got three sacks this year, tied for 49th. He's got three. 11, 11, 11, 11 solo tackles, though. He's not bad. We'll see what he does on the defense with some complimentary pieces, I guess. But that's a good move for a team that's in it. I mean, I'm not great that. The thing is that the reason why I say the Chubb is a good move is because the thing is that, especially with a, a Josh Allen, you got to have it, you got to have him blocked on both, you got to have it attacking on both sides. You can't mm-hmm. – because the thing is that just think about it, all the Bills going to have to do is line up, quit, try to stop Jalen Phillips and any pass rush or whatever like that. Yeah, I know they maybe have like – they have other players that maybe can actually do the pass rush, but, you mm-hmm. know, if you have Chubb on the other side, you know, you loosen that offensive lineup. They can't, you know, just double team or whatever like that on one player. They actually have to think about multiple players. This defense is going to be really good. Yeah. And I can definitely see them in the playoffs just for this or even just fighting for it to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Um, I like the Chubb move. If I had to grade the Chubb move, I'd give it a C. Really? I mean, I I give it a C plus because I don't think, one, you needed him. And they gave up a first for him, plus they had to pay him. I think that defense was going to be what it was going to be with or without him. I mean, is he going to be Von Miller like Von Miller was to the Rams? I don't think Bradley Chubb's that kind of player. I think he's solid. I don't think he's somebody that you need to worry about double teaming. And no one person is bringing down. I mean, one person could, but it's Josh Allen. Josh That's Allen's going to get multiple. his. Yeah, Josh is going to get his whether Bradley Chubb was on that team or not. That's not how he's going to stop. Just to think, it's just mostly for him to th- it's something to think about. That's what Bradley Chubb is a great pass rusher, and that's why they needed him, because they had no rush without him. 
that's why I asked about Jalen Phillips. I was like, I know they drafted Jalen Phillips. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's a not. starter. He's, he's a starter, starter, but is he is he doing if he was doing what he was supposed to do or predicted to do, they probably wouldn't have made this move. So he that's must correct. be underwhelming. They wanted the guy who was a star, so they traded a first round pick. So instead of drafted one, they just traded for one. That's big. A first round pick. Not only are you trading the first round value, but you are trading a first round value, which means you don't have to pay him for five years, control for five years cheap for a guy that you just had to give new money to. What do you sound like? 119 mil? That's a, that's a huge investment. That is a win now move. That is Miami yeah, City. Right. We are Buffalo. Yeah. We are Kansas City. We're in win now move. Right. Yes, that's they what are. they're trying to stop. And the thing is that Bradley Chubb this year has 5.5 sacks, 15 total tackles. That's going to draw the attention of the offensive side right there. And that's going to free yeah. up that's going to free up other people. That's going to free up what's the name? Jalen Phillips. I don't disagree. More tackles on the other side. That's yeah. a good example of what Malik said about how you take advantage of where you are in the moment. Like when the season started, Miami didn't know if Tua was a quarterback. But yeah, right now, now they're they five and three, and they're gonna ride the Tua train, and they they they're all in. Those chips are in. You trade a you trade a first round draft pick, sign this guy to this multi year contract. Chips is in, man. Chips is in. So yeah, when when they showed the um, I don't know, Ace, I don't know if you saw it when they showed the they've been showing the pictures of what Miami did with the yeah, three with first – with the picks that they got from Chicago. They turned it into Waddle. Waddle, They turned it into Chubb, Hill, and they turned it into Hill. And Hill, yeah. And that shit is scary. That's, that's scary. crazy. But that's, that's good. That's, that is some great GM work right there. Yeah, exactly. Those are some risky Wait, moves, What do you mean? Though? They got all of those from Chicago. They got one from Chicago, through, one from through, L.A., and one from through, somewhere else. No, what I'm saying is through the, tr- through the draft picks that they got from Chicago, they used those picks to acquire these players. So they use. When did the Bears give them first round picks? Um, to got, move up, fields. To move up to get oh, fields. Oh, it was all to Miami. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they moved up there. to Miami's pick. So I remember they, they used those picks to get Hill, Waddle, and that because the pick that they got from Chicago they used on Waddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then they used that. the other picks that they got in trades to acquire Chubb and Hill. I, I yeah. thought that was I, I was I had to give oh, my nice. had to hang my hat to that guy. I got lucky. It's a little luck involved in that. Waddle came out of the draft. He came off that broken ankle, right? Yeah. yeah. He came off a broken and ankle. Had he not he got hurt, they probably would have won that ch- championship, actually. So you take a risk drafting a guy just like the other kid from Bama for the Detroit Lions. Is it the Lions? Yeah, the Lions got him. So yeah, just like with him, I mean, drafting hurt players, you run a risk. He's not going to play all year. Is he playing this year, Malik? He's gonna. He December. might play this year. He might He's play this year. He's coming back in December. We'll see. I don't. I don't see a reason to. I don't see a reason to play him honestly. It's not like they're playing for anything around that time. So, but they Miami, Miami has hit. The, I bet. I bet they still wish they had um, Minka Fitzpatrick though. We could break that song out again that the Lions won a game when he comes back. Because who knows? <laughs> They've already won a game, so you you can't you can't use that anymore. Apparently, the unfortunately. They already uh, won a game in week two. We talked about so Christian next, McCaffrey. Next trade. No, we didn't talk about him yet. No, we didn't. Talk. This was just the first one. Wow. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley. Before that, we talked about. Oh that yeah, one. we talked about Calvin. I think that's smart because Jacksonville knows that they're building for next year. They need talent around Trevor Lawrence, since Lawrence has shown that basically this is his rookie year. All this is basically his real rookie year, right? Because Urban Meyer set him back and the team a whole year. They were able to trade away Robinson. Drafting Etienne made sense, and I'm gonna give that trade a B plus because it's all about the future. Oh, that's harder than the one. I, think is, I just realized I that he got suspended a year 
he got suspended the year because he was betting on Atlanta covering against Jacksonville. So I don't know how his teammates are gonna feel about that. He'd be all right. He'd be Jacksonville all right. was like one in fifteen last year. I'm <laughs> sure he won his money. And not, so, whatever. But they don't care. They got the number one receiver now to go with their slot. The slot receiver that's gonna open everything up. No, nah, but if I did, if I wanted to grade the Ridley trade, I'd give that a B. I give that a B plus because you won't know until he's come off suspension. But they 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 bought low took a risk and when he left or when he was suspended he was Atlanta's go-to kid and he's still pretty young he's got to be in his mid-20s maybe still early 20s 26 27 mid, mid-20s he's right in his prime so yeah yeah, he's perfect. yeah. yeah that's a good move for them are you shocked <laughs> that uh Washington was uh trading William Jackson because that's the only team that made a move no. that's not really in the playoff hunt no, because no. I heard that they wanted to move William Jackson. I think for philosophical differences in the scheme. Yeah, because he's a man. He requested he's a, a trade corner, and they was playing um, no. zone in the scheme, mm. and he didn't. Yeah, he didn't like how he was being used. So I, I heard he was going to get moved. I just requ- didn't. Uh, he, yeah, he requested a trade like three weeks ago. Gotcha. Like so three or four weeks ago, he requested if he trade. if he starts playing way better defense now, are we going to say it's the scheme, or are we just going to admit that? The Washington defense coordinator, Jack Del Rio, is just a terrible defense coordinator. No, not necessarily. I mean, I think I think that I think that scheme matters in the NFL more than right. anything else. If you if you're if you're a man press man corner, you know, there's you and you then get thrown into a zone situation. Run press man with you. At least on your side, you know. I mean, we saw that with Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman yeah. was a press man corner in Seattle for years. And when he moved to a different scheme, he was not the same player, you know, not necessarily. Okay. It, part of that was age, injuries. but also just a yeah. part of that was age and injuries, but it was just also the fact that his ability to press because he was a bigger corner allowed him to be more effective. He was more physical. He couldn't do that. He couldn't play in space. It, gotcha. was, it was a much more difficult for him. So. All right. You got to play to your strengths. Yeah. But, um, I think that the trade, I think you the trade you were getting ready to talk about Ace to me was the most impactful, um, which is the McCaffrey trade, because it was the biggest trade, but it's also because it's well, there's two. The there's the, there's two that I think are tied for it. Because there's two moves that are made by playoff teams, clearly. That there's Kadarius Tony. Well, there's three. Kadarius Tony, yes. Roquan Smith, and uh McCaffrey. I don't oh, think Kadarius, I don't well, of the three of them, the... I think it's of the three of them, I think it's McCaffrey. Um yeah. yeah, but San Francisco's well, not years. definitely in the playoffs yet. That's yeah, the McCaffrey's thing. one. Kansas City is, and Baltimore is. So Nobody is. Let's not do that. like this. We're halfway through the season because it's uh-huh. a Thursday game. Projected, should say, mostly projected to be in. Those two teams are leading their divisions. So more than likely, by the time we get to week 17, Kansas City and Baltimore will be in the playoffs. It's proje- most of you guys say projected because you never know what happened. Yeah. Quarterback I know. Yes, like they're projected to make the playoffs. They're expected I to make think, the playoffs. San Francisco may not. San Francisco's making it because Shanahan, like I said last week, even though they – they uh, did they lose last no, week? No, they won. They, no, they, they won. They, they beat one. That was the one uh, – wait, did I get that wrong? I don't remember. You did, But yeah. Shanahan is an excellent coach, and – his the run game is right up his alley, and that's a scary move. That's a scary move. I know East, it's not the East, but the NFC is wide open at this point right now. That's the and type of offense he's supposed to run. Run offense. McCaffrey will yeah. do any and everything that um 
Shanahan needs him to do, like he threw, ran, and caught a touchdown last week. And that's a dangerous football team, yeah. especially with Christian McCaffrey on it right now. McCaffrey's the McCaffrey's the best back that they've had in, in San Francisco yes. in his tenure. Period. Oh, yes. And and Ace, the other the other reason why I say oh. this is that's the biggest trade is because the other team that wanted to get him was the Rams. So you yeah. not just not just did you just not just did you increase the fortunes of your own team, you beat your main opponent, your main rival to the punch and then beat the brakes off of them the, the following week with him scoring those three touchdowns. Like it's, Always. it's almost, it's almost, saying, yeah. it's, it's but just, it's a slap in the face to the Rams. I still say the main rival is Seattle because they never really got past Seattle to get a ring. That, who were they, who were they playing? Who were they playing in the NFC the championship? Rams. The Rams are a division opponent. It's not just a division opponent. That's who they played in the NFC championship. Yeah, the I know, Rams but Seattle, that yeah, but, Seattle, Seattle don't matter. Seattle, Seattle does not for like eight years. No, doesn't it's, matter. It's, Seattle doesn't matter. That's your past rival. Seattle, San, San Francisco, and the Rams have a have a rivalry that is current. It is that is their current rival in the division, and in, in the, the playoffs, state. and in this and in the state for that matter. Exactly. Okay. So, getting Christian McCaffrey. Away from away from LA and to your team, team. (laughs) and to your team is huge because to LeVon's point, the NFC is wide open with the exception. I mean, even even Philly being you know and Philly being seven and zero like this. I've watched watched enough. I've watched enough Philly games. They're not. Unbeatable. I don't trust that. (laughs) You know, like the Bills starting to get beat down. (laughs) Not with Robert Smith, Robert Quinn. I should say they're they're not unbeatable. I'm no. I, and I'm glad I, I and that was the other trade that I thought was a was a big. Well, they, I feel like the Bears got some value out of him helping to get the defense right for the first half of the year, and now he's on a winning team and he's you know he's 32 and this guy's going to be able to contribute and make a real difference for Philly. So I'm glad yeah. for him. So I think that actually worked out well for both teams because the Bears got more draft capital and they got a pass. I will. They needed. I'll say something real quick before we move on from McCaffrey. The only thing but, that could derail Tony, that. Though, do you think that makes a difference? Right, he's talking about McCaffrey. I want to hear about this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just want to say one more thing. He's injury prone. I mean, like super injury prone for a running back. So he's not very durable. They can't run him to death out there, or he probably will miss some games. Um, and Frisco's Achilles heel is still the same thing. It's Jimmy G. You know, it's still Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not a downfield thrower. He doesn't have the arm for it. That's why they uh, they lost in that championship game to begin with. Mm-hmm. That and dude couldn't catch that punt of a interception thrown by Matt Stafford, but um, <laughs> that's their Achilles heel is Jimmy G. And I like Jimmy G. He says all the right things, but for some reason he's just not a great down the field thrower of the football. But Mike Shanahan can scheme around that, and he's been doing it. So I just wanted to say that about um, about McCaffrey before we moved on. All right. Kadarius Tony to AFC West leading, which we thought was going to be the toughest division, Kansas City Chiefs at five and two. Another weapon, very explosive player. Didn't like how he was being played with the Jets, with the Giants. Sorry, can't tell the difference between those two teams right now. Um, and I think Andy Reid is going to know how to use a talent like this and be able to, you know, even get more out of him. He's not a replacement for. Considering this was supposed to be a, t- a down year. The fact that they have another weapon that they can, you know, figure out into the fold. Unlike, um, I remember, was it Josh, the guy that they got from Cleveland who had the uh, abuse issues? Like, 
substance abuse issues. Oh, no, Josh no. Gordon. Josh Gordon. This guy's sober. He's what, 24 years old, still very quick, very big, very fast, out of Florida, speedster. So, like, how much better does this make Kansas City on offense? He's not. He's not very big. He's. I would. I would. I just he's, he's not very big. But yeah. the the reality of the situation is with the thing. The thing that worries me about Tony and Levon, you can probably chime in on this because he came from your team. For a team like the Giants, who we've watched and I have watched every Giant game this season. Okay, the Giants for the last at least two seasons have been starved for prime receiving talent on the outside to help Daniel Jones to develop and become the type of quarterback that they believe that he becomes. And you couldn't do it there. What does that say for your ability to do it in Kansas City or anywhere else for that matter? You left the one team where if he just showed a modicum of, you know, like high level skill, he would have been the number one. The Giants are begging for somebody to be the number one receiver on that team. And he couldn't do it for injuries, for what and his and his reasoning was he didn't like how he was being used. Whatever. I don't want to hear that because we got this is now the second regime. Okay. <laughs> I think I think part of this is he just wasn't good enough. He just wasn't really? good enough in that he just wasn't good enough. The so opportunity he's not talented enough. I agree. The opportunities, okay. it's not like he was playing for Kansas City and the opportunities weren't there because he was sitting behind Tyreek Hill. He wasn't sitting behind anybody on the Giants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of any of any of any accord. Okay. But LeVon, you can speak to it more than me because I I've seen I've seen every Giants game this year. I didn't see a lot of his games before then. Mm, you want me to go or yeah, you can yeah. okay. I wanted to be fair. I know I talked. I thought Aunt might want to chime in and ace that. Kadarius Tony, I'm gonna try not. To, I'm gonna try to be as unbiased as I possibly can. Um, Kadarius Tony is a very talented football player. He is a lot bigger than people realize. He's solidly built. He's not really tall, but he's solidly built. His injuries might be over exaggerated. I think the reason he's not in New York anymore has nothing to do with his health. Um, he didn't practice at all in the preseason. First game of the year, he only got seven snaps. The next game, I think he had got maybe nine or ten. Then all of a sudden, both of his hamstrings started acting up, and he couldn't get on the field until he gets traded, and then he tweeted that he was always healthy and he could play, and he just wasn't. I don't know what to say. I don't. If I was Kansas City, I would have never traded for him. I would have never traded for a player who – in all accounts, looks to be insanely talented, but could not find a way onto the field for a team that, like Malik said, is starved for talent at the position. The only thing I've years has he been on the Giants? Um, two. Two. two years. So last year he was with that head coach who was running y'all into the ground, Joe, whatever his name is. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to, Joe is Judge. The coach? Joe Judge got a lot of bad luck. He didn't have a healthy Saquon Barkley. His first First round pick. No, no, I'm not judging him all for that, but I'm, we're talking about Tony. So let's focus on Tony. So okay, maybe Tony just wasn't Tony. happy with the last coach. That's and what he, he got says. This new one, and it's like it's not working again. Listen, everybody maybe he's happy loves to be out there. Everybody loves Brian Dable. He's the first person to say anything bad about Brian Dable and his scheme or how he's being used. There was okay. something else going on behind the scenes with that. If the Chiefs get a healthy Kadarius Tony, the trade is an A. 
if the Chiefs get some mystery injured, not injured, malcontent, it's an F. And it's nothing in between. He's either going to play and be electric because he is, but he's not because he's either injury prone or he's a malcontent. And that's Was he a third round pick? I I look at Kadarius Tony and I see Percy Harvin. Oh, I see okay. that. I I see that. I I see I see that that ultra talented, ultra gifted, athletic, same school too, out yeah. out of the out of the wazoo type of type of player that just can't figure it out. When you see him on the field, he pops. Yeah, he does crazy things that you just never you you like. Damn, I've never seen that before. And then. Two weeks later, he's not playing. But that does Percy an injustice. Why. Percy gave something. He had some oh. years in there where he gave his his track record, his body of work is way more extensive. Well, he had a lot more years. Time. But I'm I'm just I'm just saying in terms of the type of player and the type of career okay. that I could yeah. potentially see in terms of what you saw when Percy Harvin got drafted, it was like, did y'all see this kid in Florida? Like, did y'all see what this kid was capable of doing and what he could do? And the same thing happened when Tony got drafted, but people were like, wow, he dropped in the draft. This kid is electric. This kid can do everything. And it just hasn't it hasn't formulated for him yet for a multitude of reasons. So we'll see. I mean, like you said, Ace, Andy Reid is he knows how to get the most out of players, and he's gotten a lot out of the Miko Hardmans and the yeah. Juju Smith shooters and the Byron you know, and you know, yeah. Are there enough passes from Patrick Mahomes to go around? They're, just, they're not going to run the ball in KC. I'm just, I'm, I'm just convinced that they're deciding that they're yeah. going to just, they're going to. That's forty five million dollars in that right arm. They're just going to throw that shit until it, until it falls off. I that's just want to way. say one thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna comment on Kadarius Tony, the Giants player. I, I remember him before the draft started. The Chiefs player, the Giants player, doesn't matter. Um. I'm commenting on him on from what I remember when I was grading draft and stuff like that. And I didn't like the Giants draft him in the first place. I think he should have dropped even further than that. And I think it's really more mostly mental with him. That's the reason why he's not quite on the Giants right now. And I think he's not really going to last on the Chiefs that long either, in my opinion. Yeah. I think because he has that other career that he likes to talk about. I don't know if y'all know about that. I know. He's I have no rapper. idea what you're talking about, honestly. Young Joker, the warrior. Yeah. He's yeah. a rapper. Yeah. On the side. Yeah. Oh, nice. he, was, he was doing that bullshit before the draft. And the thing is, that I think that's more important to him. Young Joker, the warrior. I'm not trying to laugh at a man's hustle. That's his passion. But yeah, he's got he's got a couple of albums, or maybe at least one, The Warrior. And his his name is I don't want I'm not gonna say Young Joker, but Joker. That you as know, a Giants fan, did you feel required him. to purchase that or listen to it or stream it? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. And but the they played that, it at practice. They played it at practice in the preseason. <laughs> you know, it, it to me is this that he's more focused on that than he is actually focusing on being an actual receiver. And I think that, that's the reason why he's not on the Giants right now. There may be some credence to that because Tom Brady started a movie in the off season, and this season he hasn't played very well. So maybe him not being focused on that and being in that movie also threw him off as well. He's also, that, 40, that plus, he's also 45 years old and going through a divorce. He's like, those, 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 he's those things, so. those things, but yeah, the, the, he has a new, he's a kid, kid on the way. When you're in your, when you're in your forties, you can just wake up and be bad one day. Like, it's just not like <laughs> That's you, true. you, we all know this. We all know this. We've all woken up well, last night. We were perfectly fine. And this morning, I, feel you got great. A pain I don't know what you're talking about. All right. I, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm one day my I, life. 
I remember one day I could dunk and everything like that, but you know now I can barely go <laughs> off the ground. So I don't know. And we all know what the forties feels like. Don't so. make me. Don't make me kick you out this podcast. <laughs> Y'all see what this Damian Pierce kid is doing? Malik threw some shade I, on him I, last I, week. I called this guy. I called this guy I before the yes, show. Yes, he did. He threw you some did. shade on Damian Pierce. What did I say about him last week? He was overrated. Yeah, he, he was like, "Where did I say this? I don't remember." Yeah, what I remember that. Pierce running the ball for you. You said something to that effect. Play. I wasn't wait, 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 right now because I wasn't on. I wasn't, I wasn't on the goal. podcast last week, so I don't know. What the the last time I was on it. That's what I mean. The last time I was on. I remember that, but I remember me calling saying that he was going to be really good this year. Damian Pierce says he could play, man. From Malik Florida, said there's a reason why they found him as a diamond in the rough because nobody else wanted him. Is what you said. Something like that. Exactly right. That's perfectly, that's perfectly fine, and I still stand by it because okay. it's fourth and fourteen, and they're punting right now. So exactly. Oh, it is. Roquan uh, Smith going to Baltimore shores up their defense. Oh yeah, he gives them yeah. a linebacker to play inside that is kind of that is elite, top five at his position. Right, mm. they compare yeah. him with Patrick Queen, so the people don't have to you have to worry about both of them now blitzing. What do you think that does for Baltimore? Do you think that gives them a chance to clearly win their division and take a real shot at winning a chip this year, or at least moving to the they, AFC title game? They can win the division. I think they can. I think they could have won the division without him. Okay. So I, don't, I don't think necessarily. I think this makes gives them a better, better opportunity to do this. My thought with Baltimore yeah. is I don't really care what they do. Well, their whole defense, unless the. But my main my main point with Baltimore is mm. is whatever move you make, yes. the move that's going to keep Lamar Jackson there, because Lamar Jackson is the reason that you are good. I don't care if Roquan Smith. Is Lawrence Taylor? If Lamar Jackson <laughs> leaves that team, that's a problem. It's a problem. That entire offense is built around him. So if you're telling me that by getting Roquan Smith, you're going to take this team from where they are today to being AFC Championship contender, potential Super Bowl contender, or so on and so forth, and that is the thing that keeps Lamar Jackson invested and staying in Baltimore, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. If he leaves next season. If yeah. he leaves in the offseason, you made a stupid trade. Unless you win a championship. If you win a championship and he still leaves, great. Baltimore, you, 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 well, you're fine. No, their, their issue is about money and how much he's been offered and how much. No, no, and that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I, Lamar's. He's going to get paid. You don't, you, you think they'll a, let him walk? He's going to get paid by, by who? Somebody's <laughs> going to pay him. I'm sorry. Lamar I is. A, he will still be a Baltimore Raven come September of next year when the season starts and we'll have a new contract. How about that? Lamar strikes me as a loyal guy. He said all the right things. He's done all the right things. I don't think he would leave a team <clears throat> that's on the cusp of winning a championship. So if he feels who, like they are. Gotcha. Yeah, Lamar. So, so you're gonna give that trade a C then. Uh I'd give C, it a C B. Plus. I'd give I'd give it a B minus. Oh, okay. I give it a B minus. I because Roquan is a is a Pro Bowl caliber, all pro caliber player. He's yeah. going to make that defense better. Okay. What he's going to whether, whether that defense is now good enough to play against Buffalo or Kansas City in a playoff game and win because of Roquan Smith is is that's that's the thing that that's the thing that makes it incomplete for me. And again, it still it still doesn't mean anything on the offensive side of the football because the the, the Ravens are still built around Lamar Jackson. All right, mm-hmm. Levon. 
So uh, the Roquan Smith, when I when I grade trades in any sport, yes. it's what the yes, trade means. Is <laughs> what the trade means. Is it going to put you past a certain tier or not? And I think that if they did not make the trade for Roquan Smith, they'd still be the same team. He makes them better. Oh. He's a he's a good player. He's an upgrade. But they, that's not their. That's not their position of weakness currently on the team. Where you look at that team and you say, "This is what they need." They didn't need that. They had the queen kid there. Their linebackers are fun. Yes, they needed needed some. You stealing my thunder, but it's okay. It's acceptable. They need somebody to elevate Lamar Jackson because right now the reason I think Lamar is not paid yet is because. The Ravens don't think he's Josh Allen. They don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. They they don't think he's on that level to invest. I've watched the Ravens games. I've watched quite a few. Lamar misses a lot when he throws to a wide receiver. He misses a lot unless he's throwing to the tight end. What's that kid's name? Andrews? That is the only target he seems to hit what about consistently. He's actually the backup tight end on Sunday. He, that's it. That's exactly right. Are you going to pay? And I know Lamar is electric. He's big. He's fast. He does things no other quarterback can do. That's why he's special. But at the end of the day, you still want your quarterback to be able to drop back and win you games from the pocket, throwing, you know, on the outside, outside the hashes. That's what you want. And okay. he does not do that on a consistent basis. And it's been rumored that certain wide receivers won't even come to the Ravens because of that. So who do they have? Bateman who just got rumors? hurt. Maybe it could be the wide receiver that left them went to the Eagles. These are rumors that have been going around. A couple of them. I've been with Odell Beckham. I've been with Odell Beckham. I mean, not the Eagles. What's his name? Oh, Hollywood. Hollywood? Yeah. Hollywood Brown gotcha. was there. He left. Um, there was a couple of free agent wide receivers where it was going around where these guys were reluctant to sign with the Ravens. And the Ravens could never bring in somebody to play alongside Lamar because they were like, what am I going to do? Just run around and block all day? Because he's not known for getting the ball to his wideouts. He can hit Andrews all day and the well, running backs at the backfield. But that's why the offense is not like that because he has a limitation in that way. A lot of people don't want to say hmm. it or admit it, but he has a limitation. I watched him play against the Giants. The recent game, I think, where they played the Bengals and another game I watched he misses receivers open down the field, over the top. He is so not the most accurate. He, he's like Baker Mayfield when it comes to dropping back. He's going to miss you. No, He's going to no, miss you from time that. to time. Look, I from think, time to time. Okay, so I'm not as bad this, as Baker. Got I'm going to grade the trade real quick before I move on. I think the trade, I get, trade a, I get that trade a C because it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't make them any much better on defense than they were because it's still a linebacker position, and they already had somebody there. Okay. And it does not elevate them to they were already going to win the division. If you don't value defense, I got it. I, got I value, defense, value defense, but how many no. defenses value the middle linebacker position now, Ace? It's not it's you talking about corner or you talking about defensive end edge rusher. That's true. It's not like Those the, the Ravens were known for having a legendary middle linebacker who helped them win two championships. Like Malik said, and, we're not talking about exceptions to and, the rule here. And, we're talking about the rule. And what do you have to say? I know that's your boy, but still before I go, he's not my boy. He's not my boy. No, I was, I, 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 yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, while I don't disagree with anything Levon said about Lamar Jackson, and I completely agree with the assessment of him, 
I think if you give Lamar Jackson, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, you know, one of those big, big time receivers, not, not just big in, in, in stature, big in size, like one of those guys on the outside, I think there's a difference in him. I think there is, there is something in him. What we've seen of Jalen Hurts this year, I know we talk about Philly, what we've seen of Jalen Hurts and his growth as a passer it can't be lost on us that AJ Brown is a huge reason for that. Um, and the fact that like that, that type of player, that type of receiver on the outside, Lamar Jackson has never had. Mm-hmm. So that's all I would say. Sean mm-hmm. Bateman is out for the rest of the year with a list Frank injury. And yeah. Please, yeah. And grade the trade for uh, the Ravens. As for me, I'm going to give it a, a B plus on this one. The reason why is the same thing. It comes back to the same thing I was saying earlier about, with Miami with the Chubb trade. This when it comes to the AFC, it comes down to stopping the Bills. It's coming down to stopping Kansas City. It's coming down to stopping um, Cincinnati. Those type of teams, those off- high-powered offensive teams, you need to you might actually have a good offense to score points, but you're going to need the defense to to lower them down to hold them down. That's what a lot of these teams in the AFC the AFC period is is basically doing. You have to, like I said, Miami is the same thing. If they get in the playoffs, they're gonna have to face these high power teams. And when it comes to playoff time, that's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need that defense. That's the reason why I'm getting that good grade. I could not agree with you more. Um, he's a good, he's good in pat, he's good, in, he's the he's excellent in pass coverage. He's excellent rushing the quarterback. The Bears didn't use him that much doing that. He did have three sacks. He had a he's not covering fumbles. T. Higgins. And he had he's a not touchdown. Dev- he's not Devin no, White. No, you're right. He's not covering T. Higgins. But he can't cover the running back coming <clears throat> out of the backfield because the Bills now have Naeem Himes, so he can cover him. He can he cover Knox. Be. He can cover Knox coming across the middle. Who, nobody cares, nobody cares when he's throwing over, Nobody cares when Josh Allen's throwing over the top to Stephon Diggs. Nobody yeah, cares about nobody cares about Dawson on, Knox. He's, he's not going to be on Diggs. He, if you can exactly. take away the middle of the field, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I guess. That's important. Hey, I, I, you, you know, real quick, I'm just saying, the middle of the field is important, and the middle of the field is valuable, which is yeah, why they traded for But the thing we is, that it goes a back second to, round pick for a guy. The thing is, it goes back to my point about Chubb at the same time, but you might not need him. But it's edge just something. Uh, it, it, edge, it just, edge rusher. You might not need him, but he's just an extra person to think about that is just there. It's just an extra person for the offensive to think about. That's all it really is. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody wants Ro- everybody. Roquan Smith is a is a is a very good player. Yeah, he's right. If you're gonna win a championship, and Roquan Smith is your reason why, he better be Ray Lewis. He better be Ray Lewis because wow. there's a reason why the the trade that the, the trade last. This is not ace for this as good as Roquan Smith is, and I love Roquan Smith coming out of school. Okay, this is not. The Rams trading for Von Miller. This is not that. No, no. This is okay. not that. The Rams traded for Von Miller because they knew, to Levon's point, that's a linebacker, but that's an edge rusher. rusher. He disrupts. Pa- he disrupts passing. He disrupts that game in a different way. Like the Rams getting Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner. What has Bobby Wagner and, done? And and Bobby Wagner at this well, Bobby Wagner's at a different point of his career, right? You know, he's not he's not the same Bobby Wagner. The problem you know? with the Rams isn't the defense. Hey, no, but, but, but no. The problem with exactly. the Rams is not Rams. The Rams overall is just no. they, they're just they're just not in a good, good defense position. and the offensive line. If I'm not mistaken, Matt Stafford and, is on his yeah, the offense. The offensive line is what do you got to say? Toasted. No, my only question is since you know Roquan Smith the best, yeah. In in your time of knowing him, 
does he have the mental capacity to say, hey, you, move over here, whatever like that? Like, you know, to yes, talk to the other people. The defense. Right, he can direct the defense. That actually does matter. That actually does matter. I don't think he's coming in there to be. He's not He's not walking into the door as a defensive yeah, captain. If, if Roquan Smith gonna, walks into the door as a Baltimore Ravens team and he's defensive captain after a week, then you got a problem with the rest of the season. That's my point. You're not getting my point in this. I'm not saying that he's going to be defensive captain. I'm just saying if he sees something that he can point out, that's another that's another coach in the field right there that could actually change that defense from being from this level to a little bit higher. Even and though he's only in his fourth second. year in the league, yes, he is that good. Yes, he can. he's really good, but not a second round pick. I could draft him next year in the second round, and like I said, no, you can't control him for the next four the years. And, and you could draft him in the second round. He it's was a the middle linebacker pick in the 2018 draft. The value of a middle linebacker in the NFL is just like the running back position. They are not highly valued anymore. They're just not. They're that's not difference makers in the this middle league. of the field with good tight ends like Travis. That's why, that's why I don't I care how good Roquan is. He he's not covering Travis Kelsey one on one. That's the reason. That's the reason why I asked that question, and not, it's not to do with captain and whatever like that. Good if luck, Aaron. He can actually point things out, whatever that make other people a little bit better. Tell that to the Baltimore defensive coordinator. Listen, the way the league is constructed, Roquan Smith is not stopping Travis Kelsey. Okay? Anywhere on the football We will get to see that, hopefully, when Baltimore takes them on in the divisional round. Okay. We will get to find out if that was effective. And if Kadarius Tony's in that game and he lights up the Ravens, well, then I guess that trade will have been worth it. I know that shit, guys. The grades really bear out, bear out what they're supposed to do later on in the season, and it is week nine. So, wait, did you say bear out? Bear out, not bear down. Bear out because we lost. Speaking of bear out and bear down, how you like your trade? You call your your listening? Oh yeah, quarterback finally got a receiver. Is that the next one? The second round pick on the receiver. I was actually really happy. I didn't understand why they didn't do it in the off season, but basically they turned a disgruntled linebacker who was upset with the team, which I get. He wanted to get paid like the best inside linebacker in football. He wanted $20 million a year. And people keep talking about the money. But if you have enough money to pay Patrick Mahomes $40 million, you're telling me your best defensive player can't get twenty. The math works. The math is math. But, that, but Ace, the Bears have $100 million dollars in cap. They don't value him off. like that. The Bears have, $20 million, have $100 million in uh, the cap next year. They could pay him if they wanted to. They didn't value him. You're correct. That's why they flipped him for a second-round pick. And hopefully that was the second round pick that we flipped to Chase Claypool. All right, so are we talking and about the Claypool trade? Yeah, the Claypool trade now. Claypool doing is that putting one? weapons around. Claypool is there to put weapons around Justin Fields to see this kid's developing because they've given him a better offense. The fact that they were able to put up 29 on that Dallas defense says a lot. That really mm-hmm. says a lot to me. Like, that mm-hmm. let me know, oh, this offense is actually – as I keep joking, the Bears are dedicated. You know the Bears' overall leading passer is all time. Oh, you mean you receiver? You receiver, all time leading receiver. You told us week. this last week. Who did, who was it? You it's said some right? random white dude from the sixties. Yeah, you told <laughs> us. Yeah, and I was like, like it's not Walter Payton. <laughs> it's like it's not Willie Gault. He was like, nope. No, nope. some dude who has fifty five hundred <laughs> yards. So if some you're dude in black and white pictures. Now think about it. You could get Chase Claypool, and if he puts in, let's say he stays on the team for seven years. If he gets 950 yards every season, he will then become the overall leading receiver in the 100-year history of Chicago Bears. <laughs> I just uh, we, think about that. Are we talking about Yeah. I'm just going to this glass. Glass, 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 glass
make him a legend all of a sudden. I'm not making him a legend. No, no, no. I said just. <laughs> I said he just needs to get 900 yards a year for seven years in a row. That wouldn't even lead the league at all This in, in the 2020s. Oh it wouldn't goodness. even be impressive. <laughs> Think about right. that. So wait, is this? But that's not even a ridiculous cool? stat to attain. 900 hey, yards a year for seven years in a row. He would hey, be the so all-time leading receiver. I want to ask this one question before I, I don't, before I go. Is this yeah. move based on the Bears trying to make the playoffs this year? I don't really believe so. No, it doesn't make sense. All right, so yeah. now I, be, I'm going to be bad if the Bears made the playoffs this year. Like I know they're not trying to tank, but they do want to surround the quarterback with talent. Are we evaluating they, this trade now? Because that's what I wanted yeah. to know. I will okay. give this trade. I'll give this trade a C. I'll give this trade a C plus. Okay. They didn't have no fan bias in because it. you got a second round pick, which I feel is very valuable with a team that needs a lot of talent, but then you turned it into a wide receiver. So now, basically, what you're saying is we're not going to draft a wide receiver come next no, year. They, they still drafting a wide receiver, and what as bad him. as the Bears are, that kid from Tennessee who had five catches for 217 yards against Alabama, and four of them were touchdowns by the name of Jalen um, Hyatt, is mm. listen. I want him on the Bears. Here we I know go. He's from Tennessee. They don't produce great. <laughs> I want Jalen Hyatt. I want Jalen Hyatt on the Chicago Bears. I've oh seen enough. Gosh. They have a wildly explosive offense. I watch college football because they put up a lot of points, especially the Big 12 and some SEC games and my Mac schools because I went to a Mac school in Buffalo. But like, that's why I watch college football because they put up a bunch of points. There's no defense being played. All right. That's not so what I'm here for. I'm here can, for I, can, I, can I wax poetic on this real quick? Yeah, yes, sure. real quick. We're only been on here for an hour. Go ahead. So, um, I I grade that as a D. Of course, you because would. it's not. I'm being I'm being very unbiased. When the Bears were selling, and when they sold off Quinn, it was because they were in a position where they were like, "Hey, you know, we're not winning the division. We're not making the playoffs. We're gonna sell assets, draft, sell Thanks. assets, draft. You can't sell." And move on from places like well, players like Quinn, even though he's old, Quinn Smith, who you could have paid if you valued him. You're right, you drafted him. He could help your team and and fields win, play defense. But they sold him off to get a draft pick to trade for a player that they're gonna have to pay instead of using that draft pick on a wide receiver that they wouldn't, who would be younger and that they would have control over for at least the next four years. And Claypool, as much as he's tall and he's talented, Pittsburgh traded him away because he wasn't as talented as the Johnson kid, who they just paid, and the kid they just drafted out of Georgia. That is telling. Pittsburgh needs receivers. They got a young quarterback too. Huh? You mean Pickens Pickens. from National Champions? Pickens from um, from Georgia. The National Champions, yeah. Yeah, the national champ. So Pittsburgh needs receivers too. They got a young quarterback. They need receivers too, but they were giving up on this young kid who they yeah. drafted. And you're you telling me he could come- they gave up on him, or do you think it was money? I think it was both. I think they looked and they oh. said, "Hey, Pickens is already better than Claypool, okay. or he makes Claypool expendable. So let's flip him." That's correct. Y'all could have just. That's y'all should have right just. There. You, I would have rather, if I was the Bears, I would have just waited for them to out and out release the kid or let him hit the market and then sign them outright rather than you, give up assets. You, LeVon, that you are an arbitrage a- trader. And I'm explaining what that is if you don't already know. 
You want to take? I get a trade of D. That's you want to take what you have as that's least valuable, and you want to turn it into Jerry Rice, and that's unrealistic. It's not you unrealistic. Have to, you have to you have to spend money to make money, my man. Because you said Jerry Rice, scared but you money don't make no money. So if you want to get it, if you want to trade a first round pick for Odell Beckham Jr. because you're the Cleveland Browns, you don't do it. it. And how did that work out for Cleveland? How did it work out for LA? How did it work? You said Cleveland. How did it work? He was released. LA yeah. got him the way I should. I said you should have got Claypool. And who he does was that wait, So how does that show? Cleveland that show? released Odell, and they picked him up for free off the street. Yeah, that's exactly my point. And Cleveland was dumb to release him. Cleveland was dumb to make the trade. It not didn't really. work. Uh, and they they should have gotten. They should have got a different quarterback. But I'm not going to get bogged down before by. Before we that. go into that, before you go, Malik, I just want to say one thing about this. It was worth the pick. My because the Bears, it was worth the pick. It was my, worth my, the pick because he's talented. <laughs> Before you go, Malik, my, my thing is that I'm just going to give this thing a C in the middle of this thing. The reason I'm giving the C is the, um, I think the Bears made that trade just as you can see exactly what Fields is going to do. This is trade. This trade is just to evaluate Fields for the rest of the year, in my opinion, because I'm still going back into this as a new regime taking over from the last regime. They didn't draft the Fields, so they got to see exactly what they got, and they're going to try to see what they can do with a so-called wide receiver in this in this mix. And mm-hmm. quite, it depends on how Fields access Akoi plays this year is what the Bears is going to do for, forward. But in the long run, this trade doesn't really doesn't make no damn sense. And it's not even worth going. Um, but I know Malik's been holding back and he's looking like he's about to go 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 like postal on Ace in a few minutes. So I'm going to let him go. <laughs> yeah, Malik. This trade is an A plus. Wow. For, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <you>. Good one. Thank <laughs> you. Pittsburgh traded a guy that they didn't want and they forced. And you keep talking about this second round pick that the Bears gave up to get him. It's not the Ravens second round pick. It's the Bears second round pick. Okay. They forced the Bears sure to give about up that. their That's own. Been I, I am. It's been reported. They forced okay. the Bears to give up their own second round pick to get Claypool. Okay. A player that they didn't value okay. enough to pay Month to, to pay to pay to keep around. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. want to pay him. If Chase Claypool was traded to the Houston Texans, we would not be talking about him. He does not move any needles. He he's, we're not okay. we're not talking about Chase Claypool unless he gets traded to the Bears. Well, or actually, the, teams that the, we the other team that he was going to rumor to go to was the Green Bay Packers. So maybe Chicago was doing this to keep him from there as well. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Green Bay. No, wanted seriously, them. that's yes, true. Green, Green, no, that's that true. was that, that was rumored. rumored. Green Bay wanted them. The Bears outbid him. The Bears must truly believe that Chase, Chase Claypool is going to unlock the greatness that is Justin Fields. I don't necessarily agree. I don't think Chase Claypool is a bad player, Mm-mm. but I don't think Chase Claypool was worth Mm-mm. Bears second round pick in a season where the Bears are likely going to win six to seven games, and that second mm. round pick is mm. going to be like 42. Top 100. You're you That's can't tell me with the amount of receivers that have been drafted in the into the NFL over the past few years and the amount of receiving talent that is in college right now. You watch college football. Yeah. There will not be a receiver worth picking at 42 that could that has the potential to be both better than Claypool, but also under complete team control, control. for four years. Four years. Like, at good Gee. money. At Gee. good money. Okay, so 
this is the reason why I say that some teams got, get it and other teams just don't. And my team don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm a Lions fan. I'm, my team does not get it. I am not giving my team any credit for anything that they've done over the past you know, few years. Yeah. This is the type of trade that you look at, Ace, and you go Why five did years from this? now, and you go, what did we do this for? Got to well, pay them. They have a fourth-round pick as well. I don't know if that makes a difference, but. Well, they got you one and they got, got one here. Damn. Who cares about this the is the type, <laughs> This is the type of trade that to me, if Chase Claypool isn't one of the top 20 receivers in the NFL, yeah, next season, yeah, this makes no sense. He's, because you're gonna pay him. Okay. You gotta pay him. You're gonna Fair pay enough. him, you know, upwards of 12, 13, 14 million dollars. This is this is you're gonna pay him Allen Robinson money. You may have to pay him and the type of money Allen no, Robinson. Robinson Mother, Mother kept, Mother kept on Allen Robinson. Robinson wanted 18 and the Bears let him go. And I think that was I at the time so I was a bit upset, but it actually made sense now. So if mm. you wind up paying what it says, if you wind up paying Claypool 13 million, thir- 13 million. Okay. And Claypool doesn't turn that into a you know top 25 receiver. And the Bears don't become an overnight success in season in now in Justin, Justin Fields success, in Justin Fields' third season in the league. Yeah, 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 you're going to be looking at this and saying, "Why did we make this deal?" Everything that the Bears did up until that Claypool trade made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Trading, Lane, Lane, yep. trading Roquan Smith, everything made perfect sense. When they mm-hmm. gave up this to get to get Chase Claypool, I said, "Wow, they must think this kid is Jerry Rice." They must think this kid is the next thing. Like they must have seen something in this kid and said, "Wow, not only is this kid going to advance our number one quarterback, but he's yeah. special. Yeah, he gotcha. has to be special because you just gave up something where you really, where, where based off of what he's done thus far, yeah, you probably could have gotten this with one of your picks in in the next draft because you know this year you're not going anywhere." I would say this. The most important thing is that the Bears still have a first-round pick. I don't know how bad they're going to be because they could turn that first-round pick into multiple first-round picks. This GM likes to move around a lot. The fact that he has a lot of middle-round picks, which is where our entire offensive line is from, I think bodes well because maybe we can actually get a little bit better talent. But he found a guy from Southern Utah as our starting left tackle, and I didn't think that was going to work. And Justin Fields keeps getting sacked, but these past three games have shown, all right, maybe this kid can develop. And it, it's working out so 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 far, considering the Bears are three and four. So, I just want to ask. I just want to ask a question. Or three and five, three and four, Sorry, three ahead. and five. No, no, you yeah. go ahead, Malik. You go ahead, Malik. No, I was just saying. But after you, this, we're going to get into the game, y'all. Right. If you draft a first round, if you if you make this trade for Claypool and you draft a first round wide receiver, you're uh, it, it. This made no sense. Right. Chase Claypool needs to be a dominant receiver. In less than two years, inside of two seasons, how many how many years is he in the contract for? I think he's he because he was drafted in the second round, so he did he doesn't have a fifth year option. Mm-hmm. So, so he's he has going two more into years. he's going into his next year will be his fourth year in the league. Oh, so he has this season so and he has the has rest of the season. Year. He has next year if if the Bears don't sign him to an extension. All right, but. My question is only to you, Malik, and you, LeVon Ace. You got to stay out of this question because you're going to give a fan bias on it. No problem. Who do you think is better, Poole or Robinson, Allen Robinson? Right now? 
right now or who would have been who would have been better to stay oh. on the Bears if they would have kept Robinson I, and signed him or a pool right now? Knowing oh. this whole pool BS that the same GM has been going doing. I think they were right to let Robinson walk. The team's trajectory is not on line with where he is currently in his career. Not not for the money he was gonna that he got. And I mean, the, the Claypool thing isn't bad if they would have got him for a fifth, a fourth, fifth round pick. But a two is yeah. too high. Yeah. A two is too high. You know, and I'm that's my unbiased. I want the Bears to be good. I mean, really do. You're not playing my Giants right now. So, yeah, I want the Bears to be good. I just think that that trade was it not in line with what they're doing. You are building something. You're not in win now mode, so making that trade it's not the same as uh, the McCaffrey trade or the Chubb trade. You know, it's not. It's kind of online with the Ridley trade, and they got Ridley for a song. So that's where I stand with that. And before we get to the games, Ace, I know, I know you you said we're going to get to the games after this, but um, Anthony asked about mentioned the uh, the Hawkinson trade. So I'm going to say two mm-hmm. lines, only two lines on that. One. Hawkinson was not going to get the money that he was the same situation with Claypool for whatever reason, the lions were not going to give him the money that he wanted um, and his extension. And so, so I had a feeling he was going to get moved during at the deadline, moving him to the Vikings is probably the most painful thing that they could have ever done to me as a fan. Mm. Um, <clears throat> because now it's not. It's this is this is worse than moving Stafford to the Rams. Because this is he is going to this is this this man is twenty six years old. He is in line to get, you know, to be a a a very good player for a long time. I watched a not very good player on the Vikings for years completely cook us at the tight end position he's a guy yes if he's better than kyle rudolph for the next seven years this is gonna hurt badly Mm -hmm. because he was on our team yeah i don't i don't i don't care what the lions do with the picks that they got great we did one of these picks sure whatever we get a quarterback jameson williams comes in he plays well i don't i don't care none of that stuff is ever none of that stuff has come to fruition so i can't speak on it but moving a player like this who wanted to be in Detroit, who wanted to be a part of the part of part of whatever they were building and who you just didn't want to pay for one reason or another. He can't block the way that you thought he could block. He, he doesn't run the scene, he doesn't run the routes the way that you want to run. Whatever reason you had for getting rid of him, you moved him, but you moved him to a team where he's going to see you two times a year, every year. They're already better than you. And there's no line in sight for you to be much better than them. You're not going to leapfrog Minnesota anytime soon. It's a D for the Lions. There's no, there's no if ends or buts about it. I don't care what happens with the. I don't care what I unless unless you there. unless you draft. They got a they got a second round pick. Okay. And again, he was a first round pick, so you got less than his value in your trade. That's just how it that works. That hurts even worse. That's it. That hurts even. But that's worse. generally how it works. You know, that's how it works. Hey, um, Pittsburgh got a two for a two. Claypool was a two. They got a two back. It's rare that that happens. <laughs> what's your grade on the uh, Claypool trade? No, I already gave it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I gave it C. All right. I said, I put it in the middle of both of you, both of you and LeVon's. And, then, and like I said, I, the only reason is just because I think Claypool is basically the training wheels. They want to see what they want to see what they can do. I didn't even grade the the Bears Claypool trade, but to me, the 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 Claypool trade is 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 the is the equivalent to if you when you when you get a, you get the grade back from your teacher and you just got a question mark on it because they just don't know what the hell to say about it. That's it's that's the grade. Work. That's the grade. <laughs> that's not even incomplete if it's a question mark. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> come come <laughs> back to come back to me in a month. <laughs> maybe I have something to say about that. Hey, we gotta see. I gotta see you at the class. I don't understand this scribble. <laughs> see me at the class. That's the good one, then. See me at the class. All right. First up this week, we have L.A. Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons did not cover last week for the first time all season, and they are six and one against the spread. The Falcons are getting three points at home against the Chargers, who are likely to be without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm taking Atlanta. Point blank, period. Taking Atlanta. And what do you got? I'm taking the Rams on this one. Oh, I mean, just Chargers, my fault. I'm taking the Chargers on this one. I'm going to take Chargers in the under this one. They, they're more they, – I know that Atlanta has been doing really very good. They got the, the sensational, sensational young – um, rookie wide receiver. They still have their second year good tight end, but which is going to get me a little upset that he's not getting the ball more. But, you know, I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. I, I, I can see them still winning this game. They're the favorites to go with this, and I'm going to go with them. Yeah, that, it's a three-point a, a three spread on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm still going to go with the Chargers on this one. I'm taking them, but I'm taking them in the under this one. All right, Malik. It's only three points. If this was over, if this was anywhere but around like four or five points, maybe I would be taking Atlanta to cover. But it's only three points. Uh, the Chargers are coming off of their bye, uh, I believe, and they're more beat up. <clears throat> yeah, but they're coming off of their bye. You assume having two weeks to plan for two weeks to plan for this game. Uh, Atlanta played Atlanta, you know, played a interesting game to say the least against the Carolina Panthers. The, the assumption is that if Carolina Panthers can score on Atlanta, the, the Chargers should be able to uh, run the score up a bit on them. And that might, if it gets into a shootout, I think the best bet here is the over, uh, the over under on this is 49. So I think the best bet on this is the over, but I'm going to take the Chargers and, um, and the over in that one. Leave on. Atlanta's on. Um, I like, I'll take the Falcons in this game. Um, that game last week, division game. I want to uh, give a shout to Arthur Smith for his post game presser. Um, that's the name of their coach, right? That's the owner. Jr. What's yeah. the name of their oh, no, coach? No, no, the coach. No, no, sorry, the coach is Arthur Smith. I'm sorry, the, the yeah, owner is Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Smith Jr. Yeah, Arthur yeah. Blank. Arthur Smith and his post game and his um his compliment complimentary uh, comments that he made toward Wilkes. And the job that Wilkes is doing over there in Carolina, those guys are playing hard, and they should have won that game last week, but they didn't. And I just thought it was real classy what he DJ said Moore. in his post game in his post game presser about Steve Wilkes. But DJ I will take Moore. Atlanta. I will take yeah, I will take Atlanta. I think San Diego is an undisciplined team, and they uh, they make a lot of mistakes, and they're playing beneath uh, their talent right now. And plus, the home team, the dome team, I'm taking the Falcons. San Diego right. got the golden child, though. Can't go against him. Next up, we got <laughs> Miami at Chicago. Miami no. is getting four points. The weather is actually supposed to be nice in Chicago. 
The over-under got raised up to 45. I'm taking the over, and I'm going to lock in Miami as my first lock of the week. What? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I remember last um, time I bet against that. So Tyreek Hill might have 300 yards receiving in this game. So I'm taking uh, I'm taking Miami. Him and Waddle might they might legitimately have like 500 yards of offense. Like no bull. I don't see it. It would be very difficult for me to see how the Bears could not only win this game but cover just the four point spread. If it was seven and a half, I'd have to think about it. But four is too little. Miami should beat them by a touchdown. They really should. Go ahead, Ant. Well, last time that you picked against your team, you was right, and now uh, I thought it was kind of crazy. So I'm going to go the same exact way that you picked. <laughs> I'm going to take Miami on this one, especially you got those two speedsters, and quite Chicago kind of downgraded in the, the defense a little bit. So I'm going to go with Miami and we'll take the over this one. Tua's back, you know, even though Tua's been playing, they've been playing Tua a little bit on, what's it, more carefully or whatever, because, you know, they don't want him to have one of those other episodes and, you know, be out for the rest of the year, which he should have been taking off. But um, I'm going to take Miami this one and give me the over. All right. Yeah, Malik. <clears throat> yeah, Miami, and I'm locking this in as well. Um I watched Miami last week against Detroit and that team is scary fast. Like, like I don't, I don't think it's fair that Tyreek Hill is allowed to play football on turf. Like, I just don't think that should be a, that should just not be a thing. Don't let that man play. Like he, he just, I mean, the fact that nobody puts a hand on him, like the, nobody bumps him at the line. Like I feel like in the nineties, they somebody would have beat him up. They would have like beat him up at the at the line of scrimmage to make sure that he wasn't it. But he he gets free routes, and it's just stupid how fast this guy is. Old school Tyler, um, get an old school Tyler guy. <laughs> like gonna... seriously, like I don't I don't Rodney Harrison. One yes, of those <laughs> laid this kid out every time he tried to come across. Like every time he tried to line up, whatever. Um, Touch him up. Him, Waddle. I mean, freaking Tua was. Tua was he completed eighty percent of his passes again. I've never seen anybody complete eighty percent of their passes. I've just never even seen that number, except for when like Steve Young was throwing to Jerry Rice and and and, and you know in San Francisco in those years. Like, it's just ridiculous how, yeah, good, how good they can be offensively. <laughs> and Chicago just lost their best defensive players. We we talked about Roquan Smith for like twenty five minutes. So got <laughs> Eddie Jackson, but it ain't gonna make Look, a difference. It's, it's not gonna make much of a outside. difference. Miami's gonna cook, and wouldn't be surprised. If Bradley Chubb has has you know a couple sacks on this one because uh, Chicago's offensive line is still not very good. So they're gonna give me, run. My, give me Miami in the under. They're gonna run and yeah, run give me a lock on this one too. For this yeah, one. this is my lock. Uh, Levon. Uh, I just want to say, I just want to say that the NFL's biggest problem is that the refs interject themselves too much into these football games. No one asked that question. <laughs> They, I mean, I'm watching, this, I'm watching this Philadelphia game, and I haven't Shout seen one flag thrown on this Eagles team in this entire game, which means they're playing a perfect game, and that's not possible. Just yep. But they them. haven't had one penalty. I'm taking the Dolphins. Everything you guys said is absolutely true. It's not going to be close. Just to let you know, also, the Texas is supposed to get a flag for their first touchdown because what's the name? One of the um, actual players actually grabbed the running back and dragged him into the for the touchdown. And they, just, that's actually against the rules, and that should have been flagged for It's just bad. It's like I'm watching this game, and it's like Philly is just playing flawless football. There's no, and he's scrambling all over the place, breaking the pocket, no holding calls, no nothing. I just find that really not believable. 
Philadelphia. Yeah, that's why. That's a, that's the reason why I don't watch the NBA the because it's basically the same situation. In my, it's saying, yeah, you're right. Mentally, for me, mentally for me, that's how the NBA. Mentally for me, this is how the NBA is. To me, that's the reason why I don't really watch it that much. Philadelphia's <laughs> offensive line is the best in the league. It's not. That's crap. It's the best in the NFL. Point blank. It's it's, it's it's one of the best units. It's one of the best. They got units. a good I unit. I don't think it's the best in the league, but best everybody holds on every play. Well, they because you're a Giants fan. You no, know, I'm saying that because I'm a fan of football, and yeah, I don't like the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan, but I mean, when teams have a certain reputation, the refs the seem to call it a certain way. There was an explanation on this I saw last week. I can't really um say word for word, but they say that holding is okay for a certain amount, but you can't like pull on it. Like if you're right there and you're not directing yeah. it, whatever right. your hand is on it, they say it's okay. They, they say holding happens on every play. Just don't. It's make hand. It it's hand placement. If you got yeah. your hands on the inside, you're good. But on certain plays, you do can have them on the guy's shoulder. But if somebody breaks contain and say the quarterback is going to the left. And the left tackle has his hands on the outside. When that defensive player tries to turn and run, you're going to pull and it's going to look like a hole, but that's just natural. Right. But that doesn't happen with Jalen Hurts because he never breaks the pocket, obviously. So that's, Those that's are part of what runs. I'm saying. Carolina at Cincinnati. Carolina's getting seven and a half points. The over under is 42 and a half. I'm taking Carolina getting those seven and a half. They've shown the ability to cover in the last two games. I believe they will. Cincinnati is down bad. T. Higgins will step up. They will win this game, but they will not cover at home. Go ahead, Ann. Second lock um, of the week. Let me see here. There's 42 and a half. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm taking Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, they don't have their number one wide receiver in this one, but I'm still going to take them, even though the Clay Carolinas been, did kind of good last week under the new um, assistant co- – I mean, quite not assistant. What's that? In um, in their own coach. coach. Thank you. In their own coach, coach who should who should be promoted to full-time head coach. He should have never lost his position in, in back in Arizona. I'm gonna have to put, plug that in there. But Cincinnati, I still think they can still pull this out. So give me Cincinnati and give me the under this one, only because they're missing their number one wide receiver in this one. I was out of gave it an over on this one. All right, and Malik. What do you got, Malik? I like Carolina. I like I just like the fight they're playing with. And I mean, not for nothing, DJ Moore has been a revelation since mm-hmm. uh since Christian McCaffrey left. I think he's like he's unlocked himself. PJ Walker and DJ Moore like have this great connection. I hope, you know, I hope Baker Mayfield never comes back. Like I honestly feel like this team just just <laughs> is is so much more interesting, you know, with with the situation that they have now. And they're they're like this is the ultimate house money team. They're, they're literally playing Carolina with house money. Podcast. No, I mean, but they're literally playing with house money. Like they, nobody expects them to do any to do any good. Steve Wilkes is actually actually coaching coaching his butt off. He's having you know, and he's enjoying this. But nobody expects anything from this Carolina team, and they just keep and they're playing well. Like they're just playing well. And maybe at some point in time, maybe a month from now, you know, we'll look at them and we're we'll like, wow, you know, why were we even talking about them? But um, right now, I feel pretty good about them. And Cincinnati didn't show me much last week. Um, in there they lost last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they they, they got they got smoked. They, they got, got smoked. smoked by the Browns last week. Oh, the Browns, um, yeah, my fault. Yeah, and and, and Chase, yeah, and Chase is out. Joe Mixon seems like he's just disinterested, or they're not interested in giving him the ball anymore. Like it's 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 things are things are a little bit hairy. So I don't see I don't see a reason why you hang seven or seven and a half with them. So I'm taking uh Carolina and the under. Yeah, if you got daily fantasy, do not pick Mixon. Go ahead, Vaughn. Um, yeah, the Bengals, that's a hard team to believe in, but they did just lose last week. I don't think they go go away just yet, so I think they beat this team because they're supposed to. 
Carolina is fighting hard, but they are a bad team, and they'll make enough mistakes to lose this football game. So I'll take the Bengals. All right. But anyway, um, shout out to PJ Walker, who's actually beating out two number one draft picks <laughs> for, for the same consecutive year. Wow. PJ Walker is the man. Shout out to him. Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit's getting three and a half. Malik, go ahead. Over under is 49 and a half. Oh, God. It's a good one. No, it's not. <laughs> they no, can't not. score and you can't. Who wins? Is Green Bay going to get off the schneid? I mean, I would love it's, to in De- see it's, it's in Detroit, and I want to see I want to see us win this game, if for no other reason than than just just to rub just to hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say next, mm-hmm. um, after that loss, right? Because <laughs> losing <laughs> losing to losing to the Jets at home, he was like, "Oh, we're good." Losing to the Giants in London, he was like, "Oh, don't worry about it." Then they lost last week to they got the break speed off of him by Buffalo, and pretty much he was like, "Huh, what did you expect?" If you lose to Detroit in Detroit, I don't give a damn where you lose to Detroit. If you lose to Detroit in Detroit at your house, at in, you know, at my house, you know, it don't matter. I don't care. If you lose to Detroit right now, as bad as Detroit's playing, and with them firing, you know, coaches and you know, trading off players left and right, like they've given up on the season. So if you lose to them, you should probably do the same. Um, I am going to take the Lions to cover the three and a half. I want the three and a half points. I think they'll play hard. Um, they don't. Again, this is similar to Carolina situation. They're playing with house money. They have nothing to really play for um, at this point, but except for just, you know, Dan Campbell's reputation, because uh, I don't think they're going to fire him anytime soon. They, the, the owner seems to be still under the impression that he can turn this thing around and that they're they're in, a, in the midst of a rebuild. And so he's not leaving, but there's going to be some major changes made, um, you know, with with Ron Hood's coaching staff. I feel bad for Aaron Glenn because I really thought that he was going to get an opportunity to get a head coaching job um, and that if he had a good year, he would get another one. I don't think it's going to happen now. Um, So he might be back next year. Um, So, yeah, all in all, I say Detroit. I'll take Detroit. I'll take the three and a half points here. I don't trust Green Bay at all. And the receivers are the receivers are banged up. Lazard looks like he's going to come back, but everybody else is pretty much, you know, a non-factor on, on that side of the ball. So I'll take Detroit and the over. Is DeAndre Swift healthy? He's playing. Um, he's he's definitely going to play. He's this is his second week back from the injury. Um, I think he's still okay. going to split time split time with uh, Jamal Williams. Are all of the Detroit linebackers healthy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, healthy. Yeah, they're going to play. I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking Detroit, and I'm gonna uh, take those three and a half points, and I'm gonna take the over. Detroit beats them 38-17. And what a world we, what a NFL world we live in these days, right? It's kind of weird, topsy turvy. How um how, how how things have changed or whatever. Quite a year or two ago, a year ago, two years ago, whatever, three years ago, you would have just looked at this game. Aaron Rodgers on this side, Detroit, whoever's playing on Detroit. If it's not Barry Sanders, you were like, yeah, Rodgers on the over. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to the same way. I'm going to Detroit in this one. Detroit's going to win this. Detroit's boy. Detroit's been getting beat up too long. This is a this is a um a game that you know they 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 want to come out. They're going to be the spoilers here. They're going to make Aaron Rodgers piss even more. And I'm going to be a little bit happy about it. It's going to be a little funny just to see. So I'm going to go with Detroit. And I'm taking the over in this one. Not only just the Detroit. I'm taking the over in this one. Mm. And I'm making my second my second lock. No, my third lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Detroit, yeah, but Malik uh, might not believe in this thing. It might be like fairy tales and stuff like that. But I'm gonna go with Detroit and the over in this one. Professor, who do you got? 
Green Bay has been unexpectedly awful this season. Probably the most surprising team of the year, and that includes teams that are good that shouldn't be good, like the Giants. Um, like the Giants. Um, I I'm not good at predicting anything in the NFC East. Hence the Redskins coming out and winning that game with Taylor Heineke. So that's not going to sway me. I think Aaron Rodgers knows that division. They did beat the Bears. I think that was the last win they got, wasn't yeah. it? But that's yeah. the Bears. They but Aaron owns owns them anyway. That's that's the last one they got. Rodgers knows that division. The Lions are not good. They're just not, and I just can't believe that they're going to bury the Packers even further than they already are. I got to take Green Bay, and I'm going to lock that in. And I've never used a lock, so this is my first ever lock. And I'm going to uh, use Packers over the Lions. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next up, we have Indianapolis at New England. New England is at home. New England is giving five and a half points to the Colts. Colts played pretty well last week. Um, they did not win. Obviously, they started a rookie quarterback. Over-under is 39 and a half. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is hurt. He is still expected to suit up. His ankle is still very much bothering him. I'm going to go with New England to win by a touchdown. Go ahead, Ann. And make this my third lock of the week. Before I make my pick, I have to put a little disclosure out there. You know, F New England. I hate them. I hate their guts. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> New England's um cherry's about to pop. You know, the pumpkin's about to pop. The only reason they 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 basically won last week because Belichick wanted to break his record. He wanted to break it on the Jets. He hates the Jets. What be the going to do? Let's move on. As far as for this game, give me New England on this one. I hate their guts, but I don't think Indianapolis is really according to. A team that can actually beat them. New England's maybe be figuring things out a little bit. They might still have that little quarterback controversy thing here. Uh, I don't really want to pick this team. Yeah, just give me the Patriots and give me the um under in this one. I'm just gonna go for that. And that All right, Malik, Patriots. What you got? Wait, Ace, did you take the under or the over on that one? I took the over. Okay. I'm taking all overs, all <clears throat> overs this week. Yeah, I'm taking. I was taking the under in this one. Okay, I thought so. I'm taking a 12 game parlay on all the overs. Okay, and I have a question for you because you mm-hmm. know this. What is Bill Belichick's record against quarterbacks who who either have like one year or rookies in the league and have two never never played league, before? It's, uh, um, it's, it's two called, and thirty. Um, it's two and thirty two because uh, Chicago won. Yeah, I was about to say unless his name is on Justin Fields for some strange reason, he goes in and destroys them. He 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 eats these people. He eats these kids alive. Like right. He, he makes them. He embarrasses them on, on TV. <laughs> so, um, and Actually, Jonathan Taylor just just for reminding me that one, I'm going to take the over. <laughs> just for that, <laughs> like I know what Bill Belichick is not capable of when when he when he goes up against a team who's you know more talented than his team. Right. That's when there's a problem because you know there's just but so many things that he can do. This is this should not be a very difficult game for the New England Patriots to to win and to dominate. I'm going to take New England. I'm locking them in as my second lock of the week as well. So this is this this was just going to. If Sam Ollinger has uh has a good game, I'll be surprised. Professor, who do you got? For everything everybody said, I'm taking the Patriots. Um, rookie quarterback unknown and no um Jonathan Taylor. Indianapolis is going to get beat in this game. Taylor's gonna play. He's just running on a bad ankle. No, he's not playing. 
Right. It's limited. It doesn't say he's out. It says him as questionable still. So. Last time I saw it said he was out, that he was oh. going to miss a couple of weeks or his second straight game or something like that. I could check oh. again. Okay. Even if he even if he plays, like you know that Bill Belichick is literally yeah, just walking. Good. He's he's walking into the defensive locker room and he's just writing twenty eight on the board and he's walking out because that's that's basically what he's saying. <laughs> As of right now, he's he shows his limited. Yeah, but they says but it seems unlikely he's going to be playing. He shows as li limited, but it's unlikely he's going to play. He's not playing. The third largest spread of the week. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Jets are getting 11 and a half points at home. The over-under is 47. I am going to take the over this point game we played in the 60s. And I will be locking in the New York Jets to cover. Go ahead, Ant. Um, I want to take Even the Jets as well. Even though they burned me last week, I'm still taking the Jets. I want to take the Jets as well. It does seem kind of weird, but, you know, because I'm a Jets fan, you know, it looks like I'm putting that in there. But the thing is that I think last week the Jets actually played down to their level, to the um the other team's level. And they could basically hyped up the game all week, just to quite psych them own selves out. They do have the, they do have their own little troubles going on with the wide receivers with Zach. They're talking about with Zach Wilson and whatever, and, and actually passing. But that team is built just like how the 49ers are built. Or any Shanahan team is built. It's built from the run. They got their running back. Yeah, he's that Brees Hall. He's the dude from the Jaguars. But you know he's actually getting into this. But give me the Jets and give me the under. The reason why I'm saying the under in this one. Is because that defense is actually top five and it can actually hold down powerful, um, high powered offenses in this, in my opinion. So I could, I could see them actually, I could still see Buffalo winning this one for some reason, but I'm just gonna go on my own bets and I'm gonna take a lock on this again. I'm locking this in, Jets in the under in this one, lock it in. Actually, Malik, don't lock this one in for me. Go ahead, Malik. Josh Allen just got a new toy. I I yeah, there's no way I'm picking the picking the Jets to 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 win this game against against Buffalo. I'm locking in Buffalo. I'll I'll give the eleven and a half points here. Not nothing nothing against against your team, Ant, but good God. Oh, right. Good God. The way these Bills can score the poor score is just it's it's freaking scary. Like I I'm like I, I'm I am legitimately this is the first time I've ever said this, if I've ever felt this. I'm legitimately considering not watching Thanksgiving when we have to play them. Oh yeah, shit. I'm legitimately like not gonna watch, thinking about not watching football and things because I don't. I never watch the Cowboys. That I don't watch that game at all, and whatever. I don't even know what the night game is. It's typically, the Bears versus Jets. Typically, by the time the night game no, is, the, I know the Bears play the Jets on, on Thanksgiving. I think Sunday, Sunday. Typically, by the time the night game is getting played, I'm either too drunk or I'm watching a movie with my with my kids, so I don't really watch that game either. So the only game that I genuinely pay attention to is the Lions game, and by watching the Bills this season, I don't think I'm interested in that game either. So I may not watch football this 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 Thanksgiving, and that that really sucks for me. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Bills in the over. Professor, who do you got? I'll feel your pain, Malik. I got to I got to ask, and and did you say that you could see the Bills winning? Yes, I see the Bills winning. You could see it. Like yes. you couldn't before? Okay. No, I can see them winning, but I can see them losing. Okay, I got you. Um uh, Buffalo, if this were the AFC championship game and miracles happen, maybe. But it's regular season. The Bills are now a now team. 
and the Jets proved that they are still, um, you know, finding things out. Because talent-wise, you're better than the Patriots, but for some reason you, you keep losing to them. So uh, do they bounce back? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Buffalo get beat, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Brees Hall was a huge loss uh, for the Jets. Who else did you guys lose? You lost two players. Actually, ABT is a bigger loss than that. Than, um, Bruce Who is Hawkins. it? Um, quite, uh, quite an uh, offensive lineman. Um, yeah, quite, that's right. Vera Tucker. Vera Tucker. Vera Tucker. He yes. played every position yes. but the center this year. He yes. played every, so you, he literally moved around. You lost Vera Tucker. Buffalo's defensive line is Buffalo's defensive line. The quarterback hasn't been the reason you've been winning games. The reason you've been winning games is hurt. And I think that Bills' offense is way better than your defense. Even though defense for the Jets is good, I take the Bills, and I—that's my second lock of the week, and the second lock I've ever used. Jets are going to run the ball. Um, if you can run the ball on the Bills, they have issues with it. That's why the Jets will keep it within ten points. Mm. They can't beat teams who run the ball well, which is why the Ravens got up on them so easily. The Ravens just mm. couldn't hold on to the lead, if you remember, or you have to outscore them like Miami did. Mm. That's the only two ways to beat the Bills. Next if they up, had Brees, if they still have Brees Hall, then maybe I'd agree with and and Vera Tucker. I might agree with that, but it's a new running back. I don't even know who Vera Tucker's replacement is. James Robinson and Michael Carter. So hopefully, Robinson knows the playbook and we can get in some more plays. Well, Minnesota at Washington. Playing. Washington is the favorite. Oh no, Washington is getting three points at home from Minnesota. The over under is forty three and a half. I'm going to go real quick. I'm taking Minnesota to cover. They're going to beat the brakes off of Washington. Washington's fighting for their life. Um, their quarterback just isn't as good, and this isn't a primetime game. Kirk Cousins is going to have four TDs. Justin Jefferson's going to go off. This is my third or fourth lock of the week. It's my fourth lock of the week. Minnesota, lock it in. Go ahead, LeVon. I think the NFC East is the division you do not want to play if you are any team in the league. Um I thought Washington sucked, and I, I guess that's my bias talking. I don't believe in Minnesota at all. I think that that is the softest six win. What do they have seven wins? I don't know. Six. Six. That six is the softest. They, they got the softest six wins out of everybody. They got dragged by Philly in prime time and exposed. Um, I think Washington's going to win that game because, of course, they are because the NFC's got to be good. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Washington to win that. All right, and yeah, I'm not gonna respect the football team until they get sold to the Amazon owner. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Minnesota in this one since um since um Detroit actually helped them out with a tight end. Give me um Minnesota and give me the under in this one. Actually, over in this one. All right, Malik. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this stupid ass team. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, 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 Games I'll, like this are why I don't have Sunday tickets. I'll take the fighting Heineke's. It's a good um, game, though. Three, I'll take the three points. I'll drink. Uh, look, I'll take. I'll take the three points. I'll drink a bud and uh, watch and watch them watch Minnesota win by two on a last minute field goal. That's basically what's going to happen here. So, uh, give me Washington and the over. <clears throat> All right. Next up, we have Las Vegas at Jacksonville. Las Vegas is favored by a point and a half. The over under is forty eight and a half. I'm going to take Las Vegas. They're going to bounce back, and they're going to beat the hell out of Jacksonville. Um, I don't know how or why they lost so bad last week. It was incomprehensible to me. It did not legitimately make any sense. They were playing a pretty bad team at home. 
And somehow they it, it looked like they were on their bye week when they were walked out there. It mm. was the worst I've seen them play against the Saints. I'm sorry, they were on the road. It was the worst I've seen them play in years. In years. So I don't know. I just NFL's a lot of variance and I think they figure it out before they don't. Um they're not gonna fire their head coach. There's unlikely to do that, considering the contract they gave him and also just it would show too much instability in an NFL franchise and you know, the owner's gonna give him a little bit more of a leeway. So give me Vegas and give me the over. Get it in. Give me the um Pantene um Pantene Perk Plus a model on the over in this one. I quite on the Vegas side, you have two friends that is not really quite basically who cares that they're together, they're not really doing anything together. The tight end's gonna be Vegas tight it doesn't have they gonna have their tight end again this week, I believe. And um quite, I'm still, just gonna go with Jaguars on this one. Might as well. I'm yeah, gonna take Jaguars and take it. Take the take the over in this one, and wow, this game is actually oh, this is not this good. Thursday game that we're watching Eagles 29-17 to Texans. I thought it was gonna be a little bit closer than that. Yeah, right. Do you, see, red, they could cover do you see how how Cox just laid on top of their quarterback and the old lineman just sat there and watched it? They don't like Davis Mills. That's bad. That's bad. And I'm actually starting to agree with LeVon on the um what's the name the rest calling thing because there was a sack that what's the name the Eagles actually did and quite when the Jets did the same exact sack last week against on um, what's the name Jones they quickly threw that flag and quite cost us that that pick that pick six to um back there but for some reason the Eagles get got away with it but anyway go ahead Malik um this is a quick one for me I'm gonna take Jacksonville and the over um and I'm locking Jacksonville as the fourth lock of the week. Vegas showed absolutely nothing to make me believe that they're, they're worth they're worth taking. Um, believe that they were going to do something against the Saints, and they 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 scored no points. Um, but the other thing is, I would say the the thing that Jacksonville, aside from the trade that they made to to bring in Ridley, which we all which we all talked about earlier, um, the thing that gave me life this 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 week was all of the memes um, showing how much Trevor Lawrence looks like a Targaryen. Um, those were amazing. Okay, those that were absolutely awesome. amazing. I'm not. I am not going to lie. Did not, it did not. It did not even register to me until I started seeing him with the eye patch, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> crap! They need, they need to cast him for next season for real. Even if he's just in the background, like just Targaryen number one in the background, whatever. I don't care. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville and the over locking it in. All right, Levon. <clears throat> um. The reason they lost is home team, dome team. Never, never sleep when you go into a dome playing a dome team. And they got shut out because the Raiders are poorly coached, mediocre, frustrating team. And that is why I'm going to always pick against them. I'm picking the Jags. I mean, uh, they fight hard, but every team fights hard. That's so cliche. These men are paid to play this game. They all play hard. But Jacksonville's got talent, and um, they're well-coached. And I think they should. I think they should win that game. All right. Next up, we have Seattle at the Arizona Cardinals. Very easy one for me. This is. I don't know. I'm not going to lock this in. Although I should. If I had six locks, I would include this. Give me. See, actually, I'm going. I am going to lock this in. Give me Seattle. I'm going to lock this one in. Seattle's going to beat the brakes off of Arizona and Arizona. Um, Arizona seemed to have turned their season around and they can actually score some points on offense once they got Hopkins back, but it's not enough. Seattle is a very good team. They're going to have, um, they're getting back DK Metcalf. 
And the way that Geno Smith is throwing that ball, hitting people in numbers, running down the sideline in stride is amazing. Men's having a comeback year. Um, he's a top five quarterback in fantasy. And that will continue this week because Arizona's defense is not doing much. They got a too old J.J. Watt, and he is not helping them. So give me Seattle, and I'm going to take the over on this. Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, I'm going to make my quick. Give me Gino on the over and make this my last lock of the week. Next. Malik. Now, wait, I'm, I, look, when I, when I said five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, when I started talking about Gino being a serious consideration for it. I'm on the bandwagon. You was right. And y'all laughed, and everybody laughed, and I said, yeah. hey, I said and I, I did too. Mind. I agree. You're rolling. I agree, but I, I'm ashamed of my laughter right now. I, 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 again, I'm not saying he is the favorite. Josh Allen and Buffalo and Patrick Mahomes, like clearly he's not the favorite. I still do think that he is the favorite for comeback play of the year. Mm. I think he's going to win that almost, almost assuredly if he keeps this up. Um, but man, Gino is Gino is surprising the hell out of a lot of people. Um, and if you're giving me two points with how well the Seattle team has played, I'm going to take it. So I'm going to take Seattle and the over. Hold on. This is going to sound like sour grapes. It's really not. But if that game was played in Jersey, we would have won that game. Um, Geno Smith does. You're right. That does sound like sour grapes. Yeah, I know it does. But Geno Smith, Seattle is close to home team, dome team too, with that crowd noise they pump into the stadium. That game was 13-13 with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So Geno's doing enough to win games. I think they're winning games because they're playing tight football, winning close ones, but they're playing a division rival, an Arizona team that I like as much as I like the Raiders, but Arizona plays close games too. And I think they lost last week, and that division is going to stay tight. That division is going to stay tight. Yeah. Minnesota is a better team than Seattle, in my opinion. I think Arizona comes out and upsets the uh, Seahawks because they're flying pretty high. They're getting a lot of a lot of talk around uh, around the league for how they're playing. I think they come back down to earth and get beat by Arizona. All right. And, and, and not for nothing. With, I mean, I know Brees Hall was lighting it up, but this Walker kid? Yeah. This kid ain't no joke. He's, he's yeah. balling. He is balling, okay. too. So, well, One thing I do have to say is that it shows you in the NFL that what happens if you give a quarterback some time. I know it took 10 years, but if you give him some time, sooner or later he'll figure it out. Gino is on his Rich Gannon. Gino is on his Rich Gannon joint. He's that's on his the Rich system. That's the system. Gino right Smith is not. He's, he's, he's playing yeah. within the system. It's not well, I like hope you enjoy Pro Bowl that. week. You'll be it's watching not Kurt him, Warner. Daniel Jones. Come on, LeVar. You had Geno Smith on, on the Giants. You know he was at the, he's not the same Geno. I watched Geno Smith on the Giants and the Jets. And, he was and really even good. the Seahawks Especially last that year. Game he came Smith, in for Eli. Geno Smith is the same guy. He's playing within the system, and they're he's winning better. football games close. He's, better than he's, actually, he's a little bit more mentally mature. Geno Smith give people is time to develop. who he's always been. He's just playing with he the, has the same skill right now, and they're winning. He is games. not who you thought he was. But, but, but LeVon, playing in the Ten system. Years in the league, he is who we thought he was. No. LeVon, playing no, in the system better. means that he's a little bit more mature in it. You got to agree on that part. He's a little bit I more mean, mature. I mean, he's, he's, he he's playing, making he the right reads. reads. He's not trying to do too much, which is right. good. Because if he tries been to do him. too much. That's the thing is that the coaches, you know the coaches on the Giants and the coaches on the Jets was telling him to do the exact same thing. And he was a paying attention to that. This is his first take. maturity. No. 
I I I'm, I will say, Levon, to your point, I think this is I think he's playing in a system that fits him, and he's playing well in that system. The thing I'm seeing from Gino that I've never seen that I don't recall seeing when he was in in New York either time and before, obviously when he was on the bench, is leadership. He yeah. is like he is showing the ability to lead this young team, and these dudes believe in him. And one of the things that uh, I believe it was Tyler Lockett. Um, if you guys didn't see the uh, the, I remember the, they talked about that at nauseum. How he dropped that touchdown. No, 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 no. And Gino not, came back and said, "I'm coming back to you." Yeah, that 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 too. But um, it was interesting when Tyler Lockett was uh, at the during the the press conference at the it's end of the game. Run. The press conference at the end of the game was Tyler Lockett, Geno Smith, and somebody else uh, on the podium. And Tyler Lockett made a point to say that you know it's it's refreshing um, to play on a team where nowhere where everybody everybody just cares about winning and nobody cares about getting the credit. And mm-hmm. to me, that speaks that speaks volumes about how things were in in Seattle last year with Russell Wilson, and how things are with Geno Smith under center. They believe in him and they trust him, and they know that he's he's humble, like he's humble, and he's 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 you know he's not he's obviously taking advantage of the moment. So I give him credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't humble like that when he got drafted. I know that he's definitely. Changed. I mean, he's still not humble. I mean, the first game they won against Denver, what did he say? They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. That's not humble. He still got That's some a Drake swag. line, and that was lame. He still got some swag. No, I mean, no you gotta have Zeno. swag to be yeah to be a professional football player. And you don't need to be humble, yeah. especially when you win. That's exactly right. Everybody and especially the right when the team is not in you your win. division. Everybody says not, the right you're never going to see him again. Games. So, as I've heard from NFL players, if you're going to stun on somebody, make sure you stun on somebody who's not in your division because you won't see him again. Like, what's the name did with the cheese hat? <laughs> exactly. Like, like Sauls did with the cheese hat. Exactly. The cheese you hat don't do that against around. the Bills. How did you, you did not spy him Ray on that run? How did you not spy? He called a timeout. LeVon, mute yourself. Next Sorry. up, we got the Rams. Well, I'm always muted myself. <laughs> because you're talking too much. You got Just the Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay right is giving three points to the Rams. The over-under is 42 and a half. And I'm going to lock in the Rams. Oh, I don't have any more locks. So we good. I'm taking the Rams. The Rams are going to cover. It was an aberration. All of their bad games are in San Francisco. Tampa Bay's down bad. The offensive line is bad. Their running backs are mid. And their <laughs> best defensive player is hurt. So, yeah, they got a lot of problems. And they can't answer for them. This is the oldest team in the NFL, and they're showing their age. And both of these teams are the past two Super Bowl winners, but the last one is going to win because they're a little bit younger and a little bit healthier on defense. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm actually taking Tampa Bay this week. Um, usually, I, usually I was picking – no, no. Usually I was picked against them because Brady had to deal with his divorce thing. The divorce thing is over. He's moving on. He got his new woman on the side somewhere that he hasn't shown yet. With a little kid, whatever, Brady's happy, a little bit happier. The teams are going to come together, and this is going to be this is going to be starting their little run straight to the playoffs. Give me Tampa Bay here, and give me the um over in this one. This is going to be a this is going to be a shootout. Malik, who do you got? I'm taking the over as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm taking Tampa here, and I'm locking them in. Um, uh, locking them in is my fifth lock of the week. Um, I think Ant's right. This is Tampa's an older team. They probably needed 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 to get a kick in a couple kicks in the butt to to get them to get them rolling. They know that they need to play better at the better. It's better to play better later um, than it is to you know start out early and, and fade out. Um, so I expect them to start you know start playing much better, start playing well. 
Um, the Rams still can't run the football. It's been a problem for them all season. LeVon and I talked, LeVon was talking about the, the offensive line issues that they've had. They've had offensive line issues all year. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Stafford's been on his back. He started the season with a hurt elbow and he, he's, and he's not getting any healthier. He's throwing picks. He's throwing pick sixes. He's looking a lot like the Detroit Matt Stafford when he didn't have any protection in there. Um, and so that's unfortunate. Uh, Cause I think, do think that the defense on the Rams side is, is still big time with, with Donald and Ramsey and those guys. Um, so I'm going to take Tampa and I will take the over and I'm going to lock this one in as well. Yeah, make this my lock as well, too. All right. LaVon, unmute yourself, please. He is on mute. Yeah. I, took, I, put my, I put myself on mute because Ace said I was talking too much. So I put myself on mute. You um, I, I just like this game because two teams that I'm, I don't want to see win anymore. One of them's got to lose. So this is a win-win for me. <laughs> Brady's the guy they got to lose, what? or the buying the championship Rams have got to lose. So I mean, either one of these teams lose, that's good. So which one is furthest from the top? Uh, that would be really, really good. Which one is furthest from the top? I, I mean, let's say the defending champs. I'll never pick for Brady. I, I, I'll, I'll take the Rams in this game. I'm never going to pick for Tom. I'll take the Rams. This is a I could care less game. This is the game you don't want to watch. This is a meaningless game. I know here. it means a lot. It means a lot. You can't take lot. it personal, though. You can't take it personal this is, when you pick these picks. This is a mean I, – I mean, they're both playing terribly. I believe this no is the game of the week. there's no reason why. They got Fox. tons of talent on – this is a game of the week? Oof. Yeah. Because yeah, you got the uh, big names, of course. The last yeah, it's tons, of, it's tons of talent on both sides of the ball, but for some reason they're losing games. And it's like, because is it because Tom's divorced? it's the 2013 Pro Bowl team. I yeah, guess. They basically, they're just, making, they're just looking at it from what happened last season. Give me the defending champs. If anything, I'll take the defending champs over the 45-year-old Brady who's throwing at people's ankles all of a sudden. All right. Next up, we got Tennessee and Kansas City. Sunday night football. Kansas mm. City is laying 12 and a half points on the, at home to the Tennessee Titans who only know how to do one thing, and that's run, 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 run. The over-under is somehow 46 and a half, even though ten- for Kansas City to cover and get the over would be tremendous because that would mean they would have to beat them 46 to 30, which is very possible, and I can see that happening. Give me Kansas City. Kadarius Tony has three touchdowns in his debut. Yeah, that's not no happening. But anyway. <laughs> and who do you got? I said that's not going to happen, but KC still getting it over to help my fantasy team out. So I'm going to go with KC and the over. I do not believe in Tennessee in this one. Actually, you know throw. what? Yeah, they can't throw anything like that. Like, right. they still that division, defensive, They still got a defensive-minded coach, so they might can actually smooth it down a little bit. Who's the worst um, division-leading team, Atlanta or Kansas or Tennessee? Tennessee. Okay, go ahead. Tennessee was the worst division leader last year. But anyway, Atlanta, that's disrespectful. Atlanta, Tennessee. But anyway, give me <laughs> give me KC. I'm taking it over this one. Quit the KC has the firepower. We want to see what what Tony can actually do. Can he do, do something better than his rap game? Mm. Malik, who do you got? It's a lot of points to lay, man. This is a lot of points to lay, and Tennessee is not that bad. They're not. They're not bad enough to give to beat a 12 and a half point dog against Casey. This is a lot of respect that Casey is getting here. Um, <clears throat> if, if, if they run, I mean, if Malik Willis is still a quarterback, that's the other thing. If Malik yeah. Willis is still the starting quarterback, 
um, then I really then then I'm 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 leaning heavily towards KC. If there was a veteran back there, even though the veteran is Ryan Tannehill and nobody trusts Ryan Tannehill, but if there's a veteran back there, I think this number would be a lot lower. Um that's the reason why I take why I'm gonna take KC, but I don't like this line. I'm not betting this anywhere near, and I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend anybody bets this game. But I'll take KC in the over. Tannehill did not practice uh, on Thursday, which is today when we're taping this. So, that's what I'm about to say. so he he doesn't look like he's trending towards uh, practicing. He's trying to do whatever he can to practice. He did some things. He did a limited practice on Wednesday. So Tannehill is still like 70, 30, 70. He won't play 30 percent. He will play on Sunday and Sunday night. So I guess he has a couple more hours to get treatment. Go ahead, Professor. To Aaron's point, it's kind of like what I was saying with Jonathan Taylor. He has not practiced all week. If you don't practice, you don't play. This isn't like, uh, well, I was going to say Plaxico Burris, but for those of us, for those of us who remember, Ooh. but most Burris never practiced, but he played every week for the Giants mm-hmm. way back when. But it's usually, yeah, usually if you don't practice, it's because you're injured. And you can't, so that means you're definitely not going to play. And if the quarterback has not practiced on Thursday, and if he doesn't practice on Friday, he's not playing. Um, Tennessee is victim to today's NFL, which leans heavily towards throwing the ball 100 times, and they are a defense running team. If it was the 90s and they could control the game and slow it down by running the ball, if that was actually possible, I would pick the Titans in this game, but the referees will play a factor in primetime like they have in every Chiefs game that I've watched. There will be some type of call or play that will shorten the field for Mahomes and Kelsey, and they will win this game. Give me the Chiefs. All right. And last and definitely not least, this best Monday Night Football game I think we've got in a while. This will be competitive. We have the Baltimore Ravens at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are getting two and a half points at home, and the over-under is 48. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Baltimore. They have Deshaun Jackson. He is actually going to play. He's being upgraded from the practice squad. I know that Rashad Bateman is out for the rest of the season. Devin DuVernay has, uh, is playing better. Isaiah likely showed that what he can do. Um, Mark, their tight end, Mark Andrews, is also expected to play, so expect a lot of heavy. 22 sets, two tight ends, two backs, and two receivers. And that's usually what Baltimore runs anyway, so they'll be able to do a lot of their RPO stuff, and I think it'll be effective. They added a big defensive player. I don't know how much he's going to be able to play, only on a short week. And, you know, he has an extra day, I guess, to learn the playbook, so maybe they can put him in there. But it's kind of hard to learn a defensive scheme in about four days, unless it's very similar to what the Bears run. Um, he might have been used to it from the past three years because they were running a 3-4, and that's what Baltimore runs now. Um, but I think Baltimore has the edge here. New Orleans whooped up on Vegas, so they clearly have a good team, and they can win at home, and they have the talent to be able to score. Uh, Baltimore is really good at getting picks, so I'm not so sure about that, and Andy Dalton's still pretty shaky to me. Alvin Kamara is a beast, so this should be a pretty evenly matched game, and I understand that spread. Even that, still taking Baltimore. And who do you got? Um, let me see here. Michael Thomas is going to be going on injured reserve, Correct. so he's going to be gone for the rest of the year. Last week, so. No, but he's going. He's basically gone for the rest of the year. Michael Thomas on the Saints. Also, Rashad Bateman is going to be gone basically for the rest of the time. Almost with Deshaun Jackson does, does on that team, but um, deep Hopefully, he gets hopefully it gets open. You know, maybe quite turn back the time a little bit. 
But I'm going to go with Baltimore on this one. I, I, uh, wait a minute. Who's playing? Is at home, right? Um, Saints is at home? Saints at home. Yeah, this goes back to what LeVon was saying all night. Yeah, it's, it's been stuck, yeah, this has been oh, stuck geez. in my head a little bit. So it's a very hard it's a hard game to pick. But I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to still pick Baltimore. Baltimore is the more t- team that I see is trying to push more for a playoff run, or d- I should say deeper playoff run. I can see them more projected for that. But so give me Baltimore and give me the under in this one. All right, Malik, your second hometown team. I mean, after we've talked about Roquan Smith for like 35 minutes, I mean, we, we, we kind of we, you kind of need to like pick Baltimore, don't you? Because he's like he's. Me? He's the second coming of he's the second coming of Ray Lewis, and you know he's gonna know. he's gonna he's gonna reverse the entire favor favors of the of you know he's northeast. Not, he's, he's absolutely nothing <laughs> like the, Ray D, Lewis. The, the, the DMV area is about to go is about to light up with uh you know Baltimore ain't in the DMV they're, no. they're their own entity that's how special they are they are the DMV no they're their own entity I'm telling yeah. you and, um, and and kids will sing minstrels about the great, great <laughs> oh lord oh no <laughs> Give me, I'm gonna Minstrel, take this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take the Saints to cover this. Um, give me the two and a half points. I look. I don't like Andy Dalton any more than anybody else. I don't think. I don't even think his his kids like him. Um, yeah. Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton is is the quarterback of this team, and uh, you know, so he's 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 prone he's prone to giving giving up big plays, and he's he's prone to you know throwing pick sixes and giving games away. So I trust nobody in this, but. Uh, I trust the Saints at least enough to uh, to not embarrass themselves on Monday night to get to get the brakes beat off of them. So I'll take uh, and Baltimore plays plays close games has, has played close games pretty much all year. Um, the only thing is to say Baltimore does seem to be able to cover on the road. They can't cover at home, but they definitely, they definitely seem to be able to cover on the road. So this is you know That's another it's trend. Sh- yeah, they've covered sh- every road game they've played. Yeah, it's shaky for me to pick New Orleans here, but I'll take New Orleans in the under. Professor Wilhelm, <clears throat> I think this. This move the sticks. What happened? Said Professor Levon, Georgia State. I think um, this game depends heavily on how good the Saints are against the run, which I do not know because that is the the run. Is that true? Is that what the stats bear out? Yeah, they're bad against the run, bro. So if that's the case, um, that's that's a this this is the hard this one of the harder games to call. I don't know if because they're evenly matched. It's just because the game before is not a good a good test because Josh Jacobs has been killing it, but for some reason the Raiders laid an egg. And the Ravens run the ball. They run. That's what they do. And But home team, dome team, I don't know. This is a tough one for me to call. I, if it's in Baltimore, then it's a no-brainer. But it's in New Orleans, and I do not believe – Lamar Jackson is going to be able to hit Deshaun Jackson on any of those go balls. I just don't think he can do it. I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. The Saints give up the 14th most rushing yards per game, and the Ravens are the second leading rushing team overall behind the Bears with 1,300 yards through seven games. Yeah. So I'm not just saying that. That's actually the truth. The Saints What's, do get a lot of sacks, but they get no interceptions. So that also favors Baltimore. That's middle of the pack, though. I mean, 14 is not, not too bad. So, yeah, I'll take the Saints with a little bit more confidence now. They can stop the run or they at give least – 100 yards per game. It's not too bad. It's not okay. too bad. Oh, I'm sorry, 112. Running for over 200 a game. So if you give up 100, yeah. that's what Baltimore is doing. What is Baltimore averaging per game? 
like two two ten. Exactly. So if you can cut that in half, you got a good chance of winning, a real good chance. If they can do that, then yeah, I think they got a great chance of beating them because that's their strength. If Lamar has to pass to a Vic, it's not happening. It's just it's not his toolbox. No disrespect. Not his toolbox. Okay. Well, it took us three hours. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. Wait. That's what happens when you, when you have to talk about trades as well. You had to talk about, you know. Trades, a little bit of NBA in there all of a sudden, you know. Things fair, happen. Enough, fair enough. The favorites. We still didn't talk about Kyrie and that debacle. Yeah, I'm not going to talk well, about Kyrie. I'm shout not outs. Any, shout outs I'm are not, coming up. I'm not giving him any breath. You guys can talk about him on the shout outs. I I'm not going to. I already gave him a breath, so I guess that's it. I'm going to give him more breath. Away dogs are 58% against the spread. Home dogs are 54% against the spread. Keep that in mind when you're betting these teams and you're talking about defenses. So that being said, I guess Baltimore is going to break that and they're going to beat the breaks off in New Orleans. Um, starting with my shout-outs, shout-out to Daniel Snyder for finally folding. Um, the DMV celebrated en masse. People were posting all over the place like it was a goddamn parade in the streets. <laughs> They were out there cheersing, popping bottles. Haven't seen that much crystal since I watched a Diddy video back in 2003 on BET Uncut. Um, it was tremendous. Uh, congratulations to DJ Moore. I think I already covered this on the recap for his premature celebration. Mm. Um, wait till you're off the field at the sideline to rip off your helmet and start celebrating. You could have won the game, but in fairness to him, that kicker did miss a field goal to win the game from 33 yards out or 35 yards out. So, I mean, it's not all on you. You may have burnt down the house, but at least you built the house before you burnt it. So I'll give you credit for tying up the game. Shout-outs to you. And uh, last but not least, shout-out to the Philadelphia Phillies. I hope they beat the brakes off the Astros. And I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I will say this. Combined no-hitters are no-hitters. Stop comparing that bullshit to the Houston uh, Astros did to what Don Larson did. Okay. One guy did that. You had to get four people combined. It's not the same thing. Y'all not built like that. Okay? You're not us. You ain't us. Don't ever compare yourself to the Yankees in that perfect game. Don't do that. Mm. You're not as good because you got to cheat. You're still cheating right now because you're using cork bats. <laughs> and Yuli awesome. Gurriel for not striking out. I do give him some respect for that, but the rest of the Houston Astros, you're cheaters. And I hope they played tonight, in Philadelphia, they? they're banging on those drums and those trash cans. And you got the floor. All right. My first shout-out goes to Christoph Przinkas, a.k.a. Kneecaps. You know, sorry we couldn't make it in tonight. Um, We had a bumpy off. You know, we we, didn't ha we had a little special going on with the NFL trade, so we couldn't. Maybe next week we can have you on. Shout-outs to you. Um, Shout-outs to Netflix. The, today is going to be the first day of their ad tier thing. This is the first. This is be the beginning of their downfall. We'll see what happens there. Shout-outs to them. Um, shout out to um Geno Smith because he's actually player of the month. Malik was bump, bumping up before everybody else, but shout out to Geno Smith. He's actually doing it after ten years, whatever. He's actually becoming a great, a good quarterback in his league. He can maybe quit last a little bit, five, six, seven years, or even longer. My last shout out is to Brady Quinn. Is this gonna be a shout out for him every single week? Shout out Brady Quinn. Somebody better put the um bleep on this. Fuck you. But shout out to you. We're saying the Jets is gonna be zero and nine, and your shitty ass record. That I found out you only won four games. So Zach Wilson, the guy you actually hate the most, actually has more game wins than your shitty ass career. Shout out to you, Brady Quinn. Fuck you once again. I'll see you next week to give you another shout out. That's my shout outs for the week. LaVon, who do you got? Shout out. Oh, man. This is so much. 
So much been troll for anybody. The pettiest troll for the Jets fan. Petty is troll for his Jets. He got, he got a couple he more weeks ago. He's not a Notre Dame fan uh, either, so he really don't. No chill at all. No chill at all for anybody who comes for his Jets. I want to shout out the Philadelphia Eagles. I want them to continue to win, use up all of uh, all of this, uh, this, this luck, and you get every win out of their system possible, every call, every break, watching the Eagles fly, Eagles fly, all that good stuff. Shout out to the Eagles. Keep winning. Keep on winning. I want to shout out to Andrew Thomas, my New York football giants, because not enough people are talking about Andrew Thomas. He is the best left tackle in all of football. Trent Williams is out. What happened? That's how I give that up. You, you're right. You, yeah, yeah. Better than my shitty ass Jets who drafted the other dude. But anyway, back to you. I gotta talk. I gotta talk about Andrew Thomas because if I don't, who will? He's got to get that recognition. He is the best left tackle in football. He needs to be recognized. All pro first team. And I also want to shout out um, Julius Randle. I want to shout out Julius Randle for destroying my Knicks and pouting like a child and not playing any defense, not re- grabbing any rebounds. Not stand on the court to give the other team respect, but as soon as the whistle blows, as soon as the horn goes, he marches off to the locker room, leaving his teammates behind, showing great leadership. And in the postgame presser, when they come to him and ask him what happened to the 23-point lead, he says, and I quote, I got to watch the tape. I want to shout out to that man. Greatest investment the Knicks made in the last 10 years. I hope he stays on this team and leads us to oblivion. And that's all I got. You talk about me, but anyway. <laughs> Levon's clearly a bigger basketball fan than he is a football fan by that statement. I would also like to shout out Booker McFarland for being uh, Zion Williamson's clear lookalike. If they're not related, I don't know how. Um, he looks exactly <laughs> like him. They showed a photo of him. This meme. It says Booker McFarland looks like he came back to warn Zion Williamson against insurance fraud in the future. <laughs> uh, Malik, go ahead. Um, LeVon took my shout out for Julius Randle. Um, he, he's managed at this point in the season, he's managed to be worse than Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> which, is, which is just hilarious to me. I just, I just find that hilarious. As bad as Ben Simmons has been, Julius Randle has been worse, uh, oh. statistically. Um, but so shout out, shout out to him. Cause you know, keep, keep those expect, expectations low. Cause you know, you can always meet those. Um, Shout out to look. Shout out you. You said Ace. Shout out to Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash because clearly neither one of y'all wanted to come to work, and both of y'all found out inventive ways to not come to work. Like like mm. like Steve Nash got fired and Kyrie Irving got suspended because he wouldn't apologize for some shit that he said on for the shit that he said on Twitter. And now you don't have to come to work because I'm sure you didn't want to play basketball anyway. So shout out shout out to them for uh, being able to take vacations because you know Kyrie not getting paid to, not getting paid to play basketball. Is not new for him. He did it pretty much all last year, and uh, he's not gonna. He's he's not crying broke. Um, speaking of Twitter, shout out to Elon Musk for, uh, <laughs> for for getting ready to fire pretty much everybody on Twitter. The cool thing about this is what he basically is to what he's told his employees is that if they are not getting fired, they're gonna get a they're gonna get an email in their Twitter in their they're gonna get an email in their Twitter accounts to tell them that they're not getting fired and they're okay. But if they are getting fired. They're going to get an email in their personal emails telling them that they're getting fired. This is <laughs> this is the type of shit. This is the type of reason why why nobody wants to work for this dude because he thinks of all kinds of ways to just fuck with you. Now mm. I got to check my main email. I got to check my personal email for my fire 
put my fire away. That is just so <laughs> like that is that is that is the reason why this dude, this dude is a billionaire. Because you know, firing people, firing people, you can fire, he's gonna fire people on their day off, and he's gonna fire, he's gonna, he gonna fire people in their personal email address. Mm. So, like, like right next to right next to that email that you got from Papa John's about like the new, the new, the new, you know, stuffed crust pizza that's coming out, you got your, <laughs> you got from your boss letting you go from your job. This is fucking basic. I'll just, just, just take that, just take that right now. Um, last but not least, of course, you know, I, I'm the one that always ends on the top of note, but shout out to Ray Guy, um, who was the only punter, uh, in the, the first punter in the NFL to, to make it to the Hall of Fame. He passed away recently. And of course, um, you know, our prayers and thoughts go out to the family of, um, uh, the Migos member, Takeoff, who, who unfortunately lost his life, uh, as a result of gun violence. Look, guys, stop it with the gun violence please we just need to stop this like we're losing too many people too many people that you know mean something to the earth mean something to the world he's 28 years old you know he didn't he didn't he didn't need to go all right so uh yeah shout out shout out to his family you know hope every hope you know hope you guys can can power power through this and uh that's it i'm out yeah. and to say his real name out here i didn't i did want to shout him out but it's kershnick kari ball he was only 28 years old and it's unfortunate that he went out this way and Prayers to him and his family in this time of need. Peace. We out. Peace out. Peace. Peace.